So John won't like my Twitter posts anymore. Oh, he won't? Why? No, I'm going to. I'm just, I just wanted because to. Because his aunt is on the Twitter now. No, I, I changed my mind. I was like, no, fuck it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah you're, oh, your aunt. Is it the aunt that got mad at me on Facebook? Oh, no. No, I don't think so. Because there was somebody in was. your family got real mad at me because there was, it was back during uh, the flooding when some big church guy wouldn't let people into the church, you know, to have oh, shelter. Okay. And I said something about, wow, look at this smarmy cunt. <laughs> and, like, all of a sudden I get a message from one of John Thayer's relatives that's like, <laughs> take this off of Facebook right now. Holy shit. It's like, what? John, I told you about this. I, yeah, I remember. I just, I don't remember who it was. I think it's one of, like, some distant relative on Dad's side. Yeah, it was, it was just real funny, because I was like, who the fuck are you? And I, didn't, and I <laughs> yeah. wasn't going to fire back, because I didn't know if it was, like, an immediate yeah. relative or somebody John like. liked. <laughs> but, so I just, like, I just left it hanging. It was like, whatever. Oh, it's not funny. <laughs> it worked out okay. Yeah, it's fine. To finish that thought. John won't like my posts, but he will talk about watching magical girl shows. Yeah, magical girl shows, they're very questionable in content. I didn't even bring it up. Y'all two brought it up, just to be clear. Oh, clearly I was talking about Flip Flappers, which is also super problematic. It just doesn't <laughs> it's much lean worse. into it right at the start. Flip Flappers is much worse, for the record. Oh, I don't know. No, I mean, just... Okay, some of the oh, stuff in this a... dumb Ilya thing that I know you're talking about... I've read about it, and I know it's pretty fucking gross. <laughs> it's real gross, yeah. It's it's awful. It's it's the worst. I just and you hate flip watched more. all of it. <laughs> the, I, the story parts are real good. I don't want to know what to tell y'all. I read it for the articles. Okay, I'll... I just... The heel turn for me was, like, when you're like, oh, Nanaha got me able to watch anime again. And then, like, in DM, I watched three seasons of Ilya. And I was like, Fucking what you? How? Literally how? Four now and a movie. I know, but you, this was part th way through that. The yeah. fact that you had binged it so hard in like what seemed like two days. Story parts are really good. Okay, really good. but like just the speed at which you consumed it was alarming to me. Like sometimes when you go on media binge, mm -hmm. I, I literally don't know how because I can't <laughs> do anything for like more than two hours at a time. <laughs> the seasons are only like ten eps. So yeah, like still less 30, 30 episodes is a lot. I mean, it was 42 in a movie, and then two yeah. more movies. And <laughs> then the triple feature. <laughs> it was a good week. I have no faith in either of my podcast hosts. What What did I do? <laughs> I just, I don't anymore. Why do I do what this? Did, what did I do? <laughs> I keep sure. getting dunked on by you and Chelsea. Well, I'm, well, when John is right there. If you if you stick with it though, the fourth season is really good. I'm sure. So good. That's just like what I tell people. That's like when I recommend Final Fantasy 13 to people. I tell them, "Oh, come on! After 25 hours, it's totally uh, good." Which that's you've really got to play the first get the first two games to get to the really good one. Which that's not what I would tell people though, because I think that game's actually solid. So whatever. But that won't be a topic for this podcast. It won't. No, I've got other. I, I have two other things to talk about. I have one that I'm gonna make people oh, really mad things, about. Huh? And, oh. then, and then one, it'll be a recommendation that nobody will take. So, Okay, I forgot my fourth thing. 
Oh my uh, god. I brought I'll try two to... things to this party. Look, I, I know how to go quick on things that don't warrant a ton of discussion. He does know how to go quick, let me tell you folks. <laughs> Welcome to SoxCast episode 92! How's everybody out there in Interland? We are the SoxCast, brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pie, it's like someone just had an orgasm inside your mouth. How about that? It's a good one. That's a good one. I think that that's uh, very descriptive. Very descriptive. It gets but not gendered. Across. Exactly. It's not gendered at all. Yeah. 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 I think that I we can re- probably just to be clear. <laughs> we can probably pass that one along to Moon Pie, and I think that's how we're getting our endorsement. Right. <laughs> Email to corporate.moonpie.biz. Let's get them going. Let's get them going, folks. Everybody out there in internet land, let them know the Soxcast <laughs> wants to talk numbers. We want to do business. We want to talk. Orgasming in your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> to my immediate virtual right, he's long, he's strong, and he's down to get the friction on. It's Rhett. Hi. How's it going? That's, your intros always throw me every single week. <laughs> like, I think for some reason I'm like, oh, she's going to do something relevant to what I'm going to talk about. Nope. That's never the case. Non sequitur. <laughs> I just off the cuff them, Rhett. I don't think about these I know. things. How's it going, Rhett? You ready to have a... It's going nice... real good. Going real good. Like you just had an orgasm in someone's mouth. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's Very like fast, that. to be clear. It's exactly so like quick. that. I wish. Oh, quick on the draw, Rhett. <laughs> To my immediate virtual left, he's a fake hedgehog. It's John Thire. Hi. Hey. You're a fake hedgehog. Okay. Baker. I thought you were going to ask how I was doing. It's fine. Uh, well, I'm going to ask how you're doing, but usually okay. you'd see we do a bit first and then, okay. hey, how's it going? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a faker. Almost been 100 episodes... More than that, when you count spoiler casts and Game of the Year episodes, and this motherfucker still oh, is not with the program. God, he'll, that's high. That's he'll make you much. eat those words. <laughs> and they'll taste like, like somebody had an orgasm in your mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, it's comedy and repetition. That's how we function exactly. around here. You know, you just... John's words are usually a little sticky and covered in stuff. Yeah, you kind of just like want to kind of... Everything that comes out of his mouth. Is, Wipe them away with yeah. a napkin. You don't really want any skin contact here. You want them in your ears. Deep up in there. Just all the way. Oh, no. As deep as you can go. It's like ear canals are made for fucking Just now. Just let him slide it in your ear. It'll be fine. Just slide it all up in there. That brings a new definition to wet willy. Yeah. <laughs> let my word work. <laughs> <laughs> I said worms instead of works. <laughs> no, that's what we were all thinking. That's what we were all thinking, and then you put words to it, and now it's a real thing. Now it's tangible. He put worms to it. He put worms to it. Fuck! What are we doing? Hi. What? This is every episode. This yeah. is nothing unusual. Yeah, why do I act surprised every time? Maybe that's part of the bit, too. It's part of the gag. It's part of the bit. I'm explaining the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? I don't even care at this point. 
I'll go first. All right, okay. John Fire. I played Danganronpa B3. Oh, Killing fucking Harmony. right. Yeah, that's a that that's a hell of a video game. It sure is. The other in every sense. of the ending we did to this time. Yep. Where we that all watched you descend into madness. Yep. That game is so much. Yeah. In like, every sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Red's <laughs> first VR experience. That's Danganronpa V3. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, also, John, keep be very careful with your words when talking about this game. I'm, I'm very careful. I'm a, I'm yeah. a careful Because, man. Careful. Yeah. Um, what was y'all's impression of my impression based on the, the tweet storm? If that makes sense. Uh... <laughs> you you took it well, I think. Yeah, I think you took it well. I think you got like I think you got exactly mostly what I got out of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And which is kind of just, hey, this is a piece of media that's talking about itself as much as it is all the other media you consume. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. I think I took it well. Um, and then I kind of, there were parts where I was kind of like having a hard time with it like just like especially the early couple chapters like two and three where i was like oh yeah i'm a i am a little bit kind of done with danganronpa huh see and and that's what i love about this game is because like it's leaning into that kind of the point Mm -hmm. it's like like i think danganronpa 2 tries to be the best game it can Mm -hmm. and in a wild way v3 does not try to be the best game that it can be on purpose yeah it's wild yeah, like, man. Chapter three makes me so mad. Oh God! <laughs> just, just like the everything about it. Everything about it, like the setup, the victims. Yeah, everything, everything made me mad. Just there's a not lie. a single part of chapter three that you enjoyed. <laughs> it's 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 funny. Oh my God! Chapter four is very fun. It's a good tw- it's a good cute twist. Yeah. Chapter five just it, and then it just goes and off then it goes. goes and then it goes the hardest. Yep. So I think that my kind of complicated reaction was in the ways that it was still kind of doing the same things that one and two were, both across the board and sort of in the resolution, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas both, where it's both doing something completely different, but also kind of not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think was like my kind of complicated reaction with it. Um, like the very, very end was like half in my head, like, oh my God, this is so perfect and sweet. And then a little bit, well, that feels like a little bit of a cop out. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of making it, okay, we're doing, doing this again. Um, so that was why I think that it's, it's, so I realized like, as I was playing it, like, okay, these games get bigger and have, are in smarter and they have bigger feelings and catharsis at the end, but then still kind of get weaker for me as they go mm-hmm. because of the ways that they are repeating themselves and kind of Sticking. rearticulating a lot of the same ideas. And, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's very much like Metal Gear Solid 2 has that whole Solid Snake simulation overtone to it to where mm-hmm. it's mimicking 
Metal Gear Solid 1 for some very specific reasons, but not exactly. And yeah. if they had continued to do that in some way, it would have just kind of like been, this guy's, you did this already. Well, I kind of feel like, and then Metal Gear Solid 3 happens, and it's just like, okay, here's your new like wacky crew of bosses. This guy shoots bees. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you're kind of doing the same thing without the irony now. But 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 man, that story so is hard. real yes, fucking there's good. There's good parts in three, obviously, but like the bosses are just the little... bosses are fucking stupid. This yeah. okay? Thank you. Yeah, they're stupid. Like th- um, like after Metal but... Gear Solid one, Metal Gear Solid two through four, and I don't even count five anymore because I, in retrospect, I just don't like it anymore. Like it was I mean, on my game of the year the, list, uh, <laughs> but. The... That series ended at 4 for me, and I like 4 because it fully embraces every bit of stupidity, and it's got the balls to say, and the only explanation is nanomachines suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Danganronpa B3 is sort of like if Metal Gear Solid 3 was even more of a meta, uh, was like even more kind of going up its butt, but in a good way. Yeah. And then, but in Metal Gear, the actual Metal Gear Solid 3 is like, all right, we've done the meta thing. Let's do a new story that's good. Um, so by, by the end of Danganronpa P3, I was like, okay, I'm satisfied with this this mm-hmm. thing. I am ready to, I've lived in Hope's Peak for 100 hours now. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty done. So, yeah. so that was like the, if I said either one of those as like my, like, oh, I completely fell in love with how... Uh, obviously excellent and on point the climaxes um and all the stuff leading up to that in the first chapter uh, whoa yeah uh, that's a lot i forgot about the first chapter because it was so long you took a break after that one uh-huh. it is after one or two but like two's two is not one no yeah no um yeah i think I will say I was maybe a little mean to V3 saying it's not trying to be the best game that it can be. One absolutely is. <laughs> yep. And then it intentionally goes into a slump. Yeah. It, yeah. It's basically chapter one is the truth, is the real thing. Yeah. And then they spend a bunch of the climax like, and this is why that real thing matters. Yeah. That's a damn good way of summing up what that game is without spoiling mm-hmm. it by the way. That was actually really fucking articulate. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so articulate, I'm like, I'm not sure what they mean by all that, but okay. <laughs> I can't ask you to elaborate for obvious reasons. Yeah, exactly. So, But that, that's the thing, is that that was the real thing, and it's a 50-hour oh, yeah. game, so that's a, lot, that's a lot of time to kind of put on not a lot of like meat, I guess, because there's so much time spent just kind of doing the Rampa thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The meat's good. It's just you know the nature of it means that they have to kind of. You, you do need some vegetables every now and again to spice yeah. things up. Yeah, and the spices. fact that it's it's the longest one. Like oh by yeah, by a margin. Yeah, yeah, which seems which seems like a weird choice to me. Like still, I think, like maybe it makes. Go ahead. I don't know. I think the one really emotional thing that I think landed for all of us was those kind of those out at night exercise sessions with. Shuichi yep. and Kaito and stuff. Yeah, like, those, those are so good. Like, yeah, that to me—that's the emotional heart of this game. Was the heart of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and when they close my eyes and think of that game. Yeah, and then they did a romance and it worked really well. Like really they earned well. it. They earned it, and I didn't think that this was a team that could do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just—I don't really. I don't trust anime type things with, with <laughs> romance a lot. Okay. 
Yeah. I've been burnt quite a bit. <laughs> like, when I can say, like, one of the best anime romances I've seen is probably Toradora, that I, might, I that's probably not Toradora. a good thing. That's, like, what came to my head, too. It's like, oh, I like Toradora. That it's good. like, yeah, I like Toradora a lot. Is that it? But I'm not going to say that it's a pinnacle of masterful, um, you know, love story storytelling. Mm-hmm. Not like your name. No, oh, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I was going to say, like, Trails. They're doing oh, okay. a live-action English version of that. And I can't wait till they shit all over it and fuck it up. I mean... Have you Netflix is so weird because they have a lot of anime now, and they always license the weird live action version yeah. too. And then if there isn't one, or it, even if there is one, because there are live action Death Note movies, they just make their own anyways. Yeah, yeah. So they already shit on Death Note, so like I don't really care. The original still exists. Yeah, yeah, and it's bad. So I mean, like, what can you know? They can only just, they can only do work. <laughs> they can only go. <laughs> I saw Polly. I saw Polly updated her mouth, and I got to see like scores for things that I've been oh. wondering about, like, like fucking Wolf's Rain. I was just like, "Oh yay!" John from seven years ago would care so much about this. <laughs> John like, oh, from dude. seven years ago, who literally called me God. Yep, John, who had that list memorized, and be like, "Oh, you changed that number." I yeah, can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Oof. <laughs> You know, so what, like, what? it's 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 amazing we ended up becoming friends through that, because people that were usually like that tended to get on my nerves. <laughs> it's amazing well, we ended up having the friendship nerves, we have now. No, I'm totally never do that now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that worked out. That worked out okay. Um... But yeah, that that's sort of my dog and rap experience. I'm, I feel more solid now that Trigger Happy Havoc is my favorite, mm. um, even though it's the shortest and dumbest mm-hmm. of the three. Just because like it had, it's the most like undistilled. Like it's just sort of the raw, undistilled version of that story where it's just it. We thought up all of this, and it's doing it for the first time. Um. And I, so the climax and everything just really lands hard for me. Yeah, there's, and there's not a lot of expectation yeah. going into that that you have going into 2 or V3 as well. So. Mm-hmm. so I'm satisfied with V3, and I think it was a worthwhile journey. I don't want to play any more Tanganyamba games. Oh, no, yeah, I'm kind of done. Absolutely. I'm, I am absolutely over that whole thing now. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying... Yeah. You did it. You you have a really nice trilogy here. Mm-hmm. Let's not fuck it up and do more, okay? <clears throat> Making more would be the literal definition of fucking it up. Yeah. Literally, no matter what. Yeah, just even announcing something at this point is like, y'all done missed the point of your own fucking game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to... And that's one more thing with the very, very end where they sort of like open up just a little bit of a of an opening for them to make more, and I'm like, nope, nope, see, nope. I didn't see it that way, that. but, like, I didn't don't see it that, that way, but I don't think they're going to. Yeah. <laughs> if they did, it would be, like, so removed probably from the original creators that they would be like, no, fuck that. We don't approve of this. Metal Gear Survive. Oh, God. Uh, dang it, Rumpus Survive. <laughs> it's a Battle Royale now. Oh, no. Oh, wait. That's the original Battle <laughs> Royale. It's just a... <laughs> right. 
It's always been a battle royale, never mind. Yeah, it's definitely taking its cues from Battle Royale. The movie, not the... Yeah. Pubga. Not the Pubga. I remember loving that movie so much, and then it's like, oh, this is a different thing now. <laughs> okay, favorite, um, ca- favorite character? Shit. Um, uh, uh, Maki, Kokichi. Maki, Kokichi. Yeah, Kokichi yeah. is by far, I think, the character that makes that game work, I think. Yeah. Nanagito, sort of. I almost said a spoiler, but yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, like, in a different sort, in a very different sort of way. Um, Like, Nagito is my favorite for the kinds of conflicts he brings to the table. Yeah. And then. Oh, yeah. He's definitely the Nagito of that game. Yeah. And And then, yeah. But in in a a very very different, good way. Yep. It's delicious. So I I loved everything about Kokichi. Ultimate yep. Supreme Leader. Yep. And, and Mew, of course, is a precious, innocent <laughs> little angel with a halo. Of course. Vulgar. She's fucking. Not, what? What do you mean? That's when was she ever vulgar in that game? Literally every dialogue <laughs> she has. <laughs> she said a bunch of things that made me, like, pause for a second. Like, whoa. There were a couple of lines. So I, there were a couple of lines I felt were like, oh, okay, you didn't need to go there. That was. Like, there was, I think, there was like a Sherlock homo, and, yeah, that's, and, that's and there was some uh, retard kind of comment that I didn't really like either, because that's when I felt like it was punching down. It's like, no, yeah. I think like me, it's just she's a character that says bad words, and you laugh because it's a character saying bad words. Don't throw in actual things that punch down, okay? Yeah, that checks out. Um. Yeah, got solid localization though. Generally, yeah, I was really pleased with the, the dub and everything. Oh yeah, the dub so, is super solid. Yeah, so I haven't watched the anime. I haven't played Ultimate <laughs> Spirit Girls. I think I'm okay. No, you no you're good. Do, you don't need to do either of those. If you want, if you want some extra insight into Danganronpa two, I would watch the despair arc of uh, uh, Danganronpa okay. three. I would watch that if you want some. There's really a cool... thing in that that made me so mad as a fan of the games that I don't know. I don't know, and it's not why it's called the despair arc. It's just, oh, this is like really stupid. Because mm. <laughs> you're ha- you're having to justify the. Okay, so in the first game, there's something called like the most terrible, awful, tragedy horrible in human history. Human, yeah. in human history. They have to justify how it was pulled off, and it's real dumb. It is real dumb, but that's Dong and Rampa, baby. Mm-hmm. It- it's real dumb, though. It is. It's absolutely <laughs> dumb. That's true. All three of the main games keep the lore at kind of a distance. Yeah, yeah. Distance. That's yeah. what's so good. That's what makes it kind of work for me. So like anything that sounds... keeping that incident as vague as possible, like they give you an idea of what it is, but they don't real. But like then the anime yeah. kind of goes and kind of has to justify it, mm-hmm. and it's dumb. But it's I still dumb. I still liked it. But you know, whatever. <laughs> Not gonna please everybody. The reason it's called the despair arc, which. Oh fucking boy! Oh man, yeah, that so it's works worth it for that part. If you really wanted to have a bad time, I guess. oh man, that that part really fucking gutted me. I hated it, and they draw <laughs> it out. They draw <laughs> it the fuck out. They're like, "Are you feeling it yet?" I'm feeling it, Mister Krabs. I'm really feeling it. I'm really feeling it, Mister Krabs. <laughs> I speak my language a little more with that, but no, I'm good. <laughs> that's totally fine and the thing yeah. that yeah. 
And the thing that I think still remains awesome about Danganronpa is if you want to play Danganronpa 1 and be done, that's yeah. okay. They're all stopping points. Yeah, yeah if you want to play 2 and that be the end, that's okay. Like, all yeah. three are good exit points. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. But the last one is the most exit point. Oh yeah, like it is the it's the forceful exit point. It's literally shooting you into a cannon and firing you off into the mountains. <laughs> Get the fuck out of our lawn. Play our next game that's going to be different, but probably still a battle royale thing. Really but I know they've got they've got an SRPG coming out. Okay, the same because we saw a thing that that looked oh. like a killing school, and I was like, oh okay. John, yeah. did you look into any of the post-game stuff in V3? The post-game it, stuff in V3 is nuts. There's, like, this whole board game RPG where you can recruit characters from the other games, and it's all sprite-based, and it's really cute, and I was like, oh my god, I'm not here for this. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was my reaction. I'm not here for this, but at the same time, it's like, I kind of want to play that. But it's Yeah, Zonky was- Zero is the new game that they've got coming out, and I kind of looked at it, and like, I don't really think this is for me. It's like a dungeon crawler kind of thing. Okay. I'll probably still buy it, though, because I'm a whore. There you go. Maybe putting that board game thing after that ending is a little bit jarring. Mm. (laughs) Like, if it's just been unlocked the whole time. Maybe that kind of fits the... the I don't know. (laughs) I was just like, I'm so done. The screen said, like, the end. The end. The end. I was totally okay with that being the end, yeah. And then my last screenshot is, like, a board game, and, like, you recruited Sonya, never mind. I'm like, yeah, and, like, a, a, like a Dragon Quest screen against some dogos, or cute. Not the, the not doggos. Dugos. Yeah, whatever. Doggos. Well, those are the Neptunia ripoff. Yeah. Whatever they, I'm slimes. sure they made they're their just, own. They're just slimes. They're probably just slimes. Yeah, it's a Dragon Quest riff. They're yeah. everything from Japan. Oh God, Mono Goose. There's your new one. That's what it is. Mm. Oh my God, that's yeah, kind of a terrifying thought. Somebody draw that. I need to see this. I need to see a monokuma Wait, slime. Wait, I thought that's what it was. Hold on. Now I have to look. Oh, good. Atelier Atelier has its own like slime riff, and then once I played that, I was I couldn't keep them distinct from Neptunia in my head. It was just all they're real I, similar. Dogus are yeah. the best because they're cute, and they're dogs. Monogu. All right, someone did it. All Taylor right, Lincoln someone did it. There we go. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's Stupid. I, I love it. I love it. Life is good. That's so right. Are we good with Danganronpa? I, I'm good with Danganronpa. I'm good with Danganronpa forever. Forever. That's that's <laughs> actually going to be the next game. Danganronpa forever. Yeah. It's like procedurally generated class <laughs> yeah. trials. Oh my god! Yeah, you, it just randomly generates students and murders. There you um, go. The next one, they actually kidnap you and make you fight in a killing game. <laughs> So in real life, actually, no, yeah. If they life. want to continue it, they should just do another VR thing. If they, because there is that super weird, that weird VR thing they did already. Yeah. All right, Rhett. Hi. What have you been up to? Oh boy, I've been up to a lot of stuff. Go for it. <laughs> so, I'm going to start with something I haven't talked about on Twitter or anything whatsoever. Oh, dear. So you all are in for a surprise. Let me buckle the fuck up. Buckle up. <laughs> um, this is... I saw a GIF of a game on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Someone posted it because it was a funny moment where the game is trying to do the like this dramatic late title card reveal. <laughs> like, 
during gameplay, mm-hmm. and of course okay. they they screw up the moment. So it's this alien planet, and there's a spaceship, and the spaceship spaceship takes off into the sky, and the words Ubisoft presents appear, oh. and then the spaceship crashes down into the ground like fa- fucking face plants, and then the title game comes up: Starlink Battle for Atlas. Oh like, wow! It's a yeah, title and a half. Yeah. So this was, and then I. This was a game that when it was announced, I was like, fuck yeah. And then I learned out about what it was and it was like, oh, fuck no, I'm out. And I didn't think about it for like six months mm-hmm. and li- literally forgot about it. So this is a Toys to Life game. Yep. <laughs> yep. But I started looking it up and I was like, oh, this looks really neat because apparently a whole bunch of this game is a riff on No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh, weird. And I'm a real whore for that, apparently. Because it's not procedurally generated, but it does the whole thing where it's like, hey, you've got a solar system of, like, nine uniquely crafted planets, and you fly around and can just, like, seamlessly load into them, and that's real cool, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, do your Ubisoft open world stuff in a spaceship on them. And I really like spaceships, you guys. Yeah, I I know. I know, right? And the coup de grace is that on the Nintendo Switch version... It's Star Fox. You can play a Star Fox. So I was like, okay, I'll get this game if the price is right. And I looked it up on Amazon and, oh, hey, I bet this thing bombed. Oh, yeah. Because the starter set that was selling for $75 and comes with the little R-Wing statue was now selling for $25. Yeah, I've seen him for 20 And I was like, okay, that's a pretty good discount. And all the reviews are saying... Don't buy this one. It doesn't come with enough toys. You'll have a bad time in the game itself. Mm-hmm. You should only play this if, like, you just need the R-Wing statue. And I was like, I don't just need the R-Wing statue. So then I looked on the Nintendo eShop, because there's a digital version mm-hmm. that gets you way more. Okay. And, oh, look, they're having an Ubisoft sale right now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, everything Ubisoft was, like, half off. So I got it for... And then it's like, okay, you can get the standard edition, which comes with six ships and eight weapons and five pilots for this price. Or for $10 more, you can get one that comes with, like, one extra ship, three extra pilots, three extra weapons. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Video games are the fucking worst. They they are. They are (laughs) at this point. So it's like, I don't care about other ships because I'm just playing a Star Fox in the Iron Wing. I don't care about other pilots. The only difference is the weapons. I'm not paying 10 extra dollars for fucking three digital weapons. No. So uh, I'm not sure how to talk about this game now. It's just maybe the intro leading into it was more interesting than the game itself, which is... uh, (laughs) Is this game just like a big sigh? Is that all this game is? It's not a big sigh. It's like... It's it's close, but kind of misses the mark. Because I think the really weird thing is that when you're on the planets, you're kind of guided into hovering like inches above the ground, and it kind of becomes like a third-person shooter in a spaceship. Mm-hmm. So the con- the controls are really weird. Like when you're in actual flight in space or like high orbit, it doesn't move like any sort of flight sim whatsoever. Mm where it's like you still have kind of strafing controls on the left analog and then the right analog will kind of pitch you up and down. Mm-hmm. 
And so it just feels really weird to be doing kind of circle strafes around enemies. And it works better on the ground, but again, all the Star Fox games are about, you know, flying on planet surfaces for the no, most part. Not all of them. I remember Star Fox Assault no, the, didn't the have good a whole ones. lot of it. And I remember Star Fox Adventures was just, hey, yeah. it's Legend of Zelda. Yeah, so the funny thing is that, like, you're doing these missions on the ground and Fox never gets out of the ship because it's just weird. Like, you go up to vendors and just stay in your spaceship and just talk to them through your Just, through dri- just drive through weapon buying. It's drive throughs yeah. So the uh, funny thing about... So this is my first time playing, like, a toys-to-life game mm-hmm. and probably, probably my last time because I don't think with this thing bombing that they're going to be attempting that any time ever again. Yeah, I think that fad is done. I think this was a big nail in the coffin, and I think they may have even seen it coming given the way they made a digital edition yeah so it's like hey you can buy the toy or uh, let's let's sell this stuff on the eShop because ain't nobody buying these fucking plastic toys and man the toy version seems like it would be cool for like an hour mm-hmm. and i guess again this is for little kids like i'm not fucking deluded here <laughs> but like gameplay wise it seems like it would be a huge pain in the ass because when you die you have to like physically take the ship off your controller and slap a n- another one on <laughs> it, in order to keep going when on the digital version it's just press start select another ship okay you're in and then like switching weapons where you're physically taking them off the ship and then kind of get them in and click them in <laughs> just seems like it would be very tiring very quickly do you, think, do you think that nintendo at all is kicking themselves in the ass for not jumping on that toys to life thing in a bigger way than just doing a straight up pokemon game of nothing but toys I mean, can Amiibo. you imagine? But no, no, I'm talking an entire game that is yo, like you buy it and you get like three Pokemon. But if you want more, oh. you gotta buy them. Do you think they're kicking themselves in the ass for that? Oh, that would. Probably I don't think so exploded. because there was just this report the other day of like Nintendo advises their mobile partners to not be scummy, <laughs> and like their partners are mad because Nintendo won't let them gouge. Won't let them be scummy as much. Yeah, that's, they like that's good. We're like, hey, uh, Dragalia Lost is a little fucked up. Can you ease up on pushing players into spending? Because like Nintendo has a brand to yeah, protect, like they've really. they've definitely got more of a brand to kind of watch yeah. out for than a fucking mobile company. It's and it's funny yeah. because I'd say Amiibo, like by far now, is the most successful kind of toy thing, mm-hmm. but it's not actually tied to any game. In very large amounts, like Smash Brothers, kind of, because they did literally every character in Smash. Mm. But, like, there's no game that is like, hey, you get, like, 1% of the experience, now buy 100 toys. Oh, jeez. So, like, that's the thing, like, once I'm playing this, realizing how bad of a purchase that Starlink physical edition would have been. Because you get, like, two weapons, and Star Fox has, like, a third as the default, because his ship is special. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, man... This game is already really repetitive. It would be, like, miserably repetitive if you only had two weapons. Because that's, like, the most fun part is, you know, switching out weapons and, like, oh, they like they have kind of combos that'll work together. Like, one of them will be, like, oh, it shoots a black hole. And then if you shoot a fire missile into that, like, it becomes a flaming black hole. Like, there's dumb <laughs> stuff. Like, there's dumb stuff like that that is kind of fun. And I have... But it's, like, yeah, it's it's an okay game. It's mostly just, hey... I am continually amazed when I can play a game like this on the go and have, you know, 
of lunch break at work and like playing this big console game on it and just being like, hey, this is it's pleasant enough, even though it's kind of Ubisoft collection dawn nonsense and like everything (laughs) everything levels your ship's wings have levels because you can mix and match the wings because why not that's fucking ubisoft with every game like literally everything like like new like the new assassin's creed you literally have a level up gauge for each toe (laughs) it's crazy like what are they doing with these video games yeah so it's like every weapon can be leveled, every ship wing can be leveled, your pilot can be leveled, obviously. And like, when you're, uh, it's just, I've never seen a game that was ostensibly designed for kids that I felt like kind of overwhelmed with like really immediately. Systems. Like it's yeah. maybe not as bad as some other Ubisoft games. Like I don't think the mini map and stuff is super overwhelming because like I've like kind of a sec a sense for this like. Would this drive Polly like into OCD madness? That like uh, like the first time I booted up Far Cry Three, and yeah. I ha- I literally had a panic attack because my mini map was yeah. Icon City. I don't think it's that bad, but it's just like it throws you into the game maybe too quickly, and I'm just like, I don't even know what's going on in the story, and like you're throwing these gameplay systems and level ups and crafting, and well, there's not really crafting, but there's a lot of like. You get these badges, and you can put them into your weapons, and, oh, this one's plus 10% damage and 5% cooldown. It's like, it's a lot. This, this this is like, a kid's game. This is like me it's, watching uh, After 5 try to play Xenoblade Chronicles X. Oh, yeah, that's another Wii, one that sounds the like Wii U game, a lot. I was watching him play that, and there's like 9,000 systems in that game, and I was just like, holy shit. Like... And they just dump it all on you in the first Ugh. hour. They don't work you into Ugh. it like the first Xenoblade does or Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh, I'm glad that you said 2 because, man, yeah, the inventory X, management in the first one is it's a still nightmare. hot. Yeah. Yeah, it, like watching After 5 plays Xenoblade Chronicles X is a nightmare because that game is just <laughs> like, I... There's too much! He's been playing one hour, and I know that there are, like, 15,000 job classes and 47 types of damage, three different cooldown meters. What is going on? Okay, this isn't that bad, but, like, you always think kids' games are going to be a little simpler, and it's not the case. It's, like, the kids' version of a first Ubisoft game, so it's still a lot. Yeah. But it's like it's fun messing around, and I like spaceships and shit. And, and is it? It's amazing how much they looked at No Man's Sky and was like, "We want that," because like the second planet just looks like a No Man's Sky planet with like the the rolling hills and like the neon pink trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you guys were really inspired, huh? You're just like, really, really going for a specific thing here. Yeah, like one of the reviews I said just called, said No Man's Skylanders, which I thought was really that's, good. That's that's a real good tagline. Yeah. But you get to play Star Fox, and like like they work Star Fox into the story pretty naturally. That's good. I was wondering how that would be, or whether it would just yeah. be like something they'd like beat you over the head with, or something, or if they it's kind of like at the very in. start of the story, like your human characters are being attacked, and then oh hey, Star Fox kind of rolls up, and you can kind of see a hitch where the cutscene has been edited to throw them in. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, we're you know mercenaries, let's help you out, and you can help us find Star Wolf because that's like their big objective. Mm-hmm. And there are some missions for them later on they'll tie into them trying to find star wolf so so like that's the part of the story that i'm fine with what the humans are up to i have no fucking idea it is 
a whole lot of techno nonsense mm-hmm. again. A lot of I proper believe, nouns I that you don't can't understand. Can't believe how quickly and... this game lost me on the plot stuff. Dang, Just over and done. Yeah, but I'll keep at it. it for a while, I mean, it's a good lunchtime break game. It it's a good like. lunchtime break game, and like I'm playing it on like the hardest difficulty, mm. which is basically you die in like two hits. But because <laughs> I bought the digital edition, and you have five ships, so it's like you get five lives, and that's nice. There you go. Because like, yeah, so it's like that's the real rub of the uh, the physical edition is when you get two ships, and I think it's probably one on the other consoles because you don't get Star Fox. Oof. So it's like, oh, the game that's the thing about the toys to life stuff is like, it so clearly impacts the game design and balance. Yeah. Cause it feels weird just starting with eight weapons and knowing I'll never get more through gameplay, you know? Mm-hmm. So you don't work up to any of them. It's just like, Oh, you can have your little black hole launcher day one if you want. Mm-hmm. And that just feels really off I and see. kind yeah. of anticlimactic knowing that there's nothing like there's no breadcrumb trail basically like, Oh, at level 10, you'll get this gun. It's, hey, if you want to give us five more dollars, we'll give you this gun. Ouch. Yeah, that's, that's not, a, that's that's not as fun a proposition when you're playing no. a video game, turns out. And I did look at the pack on the eShop for the two of the three guns I don't have, and it was like, well, I could get two of them for five bucks. And I was like, <laughs> fucking no, because they get kind of repetitive, where it's like, one of them is like, one of the ones I have is like, homing ice missiles, and then one of the paid ones homing black holes and i'm like well that seems broken that yeah this is pretty busted but also really fun uh, they put that <laughs> one like tempt you they put that one in like a 13 dollar pack oh and I'm like, fuck, fuck off because you have to buy like ship pack and character and weapon or something yeah Ew. it's choice to life seems real scummy yeah yeah good thing that's like Skylanders they give thing you two passed. weapons at the start like a fire and a nice one because they had to have something for the puzzles in the game. Yeah. So all the pu- all the puzzles in the game are based on fire and ice weapons because mm. those are the only ones they knew every player would have. Oh. And that's what's really like fucking Skylanders didn't give no fucks about that kind of shit though. I know. Like right? they straight up just like they, like you can't access this part of the game because you didn't buy the fucking toy dipshit. <laughs> Go tell your parents that they should be better parents. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Disney that's Infinity a... was the other one, right? Oh, I Disney think... Infinity didn't really take off, though. Well, they got to, like, three seasons, I think. Or, like, Disney Infinity 3. Like, the Steam versions of those... I didn't hear people beating people up in stores over fucking Disney oh, Infinity yeah. shit. Like, Skylanders was, Skylanders like, was people deal. getting their asses beat in stores. I didn't even hear about... Yeah, but Skylanders was, like, the original huge crazy one that... Like, it was the trendsetter. Yeah. It's the one everyone tried to follow. The and then Disney piece. Infinity was, like, kind of the last gasp. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say is, like, the Dis- the Steam versions of Disney Infinity, I believe, just come with everything that those games ever had. God. Which is nice. That, that's but a smart also, also, those games don't sound very good. <laughs> and, like, I think Disney had weird restrictions of, like, this character from this franchise can't play with this character from this franchise. Yeah. Disney's and I think even King, I think even Kingdom Hearts might get a bit of that. Oh, from Kingdom them. Hearts definitely does. I've 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 heard people talk yeah. about reading interviews of like them having weird fucking limitations on what they can and can't do. But you can have Mickey and Donald talking about the Zen Miss and Zen Orton. 
Okay, those, okay. I still the, love those cutscenes so much. The coolest thing with that was that they were allowed to like only have di- have Mickey for like one scene, one scene and from in the a first distance. Game. Yeah, and then they. And then the way they handle that in the game is just the coolest, smartest moment. Yeah, they put like, it behind the, the the secret ending you have to unlock. No, he shows uh, up in the he shows up in the regular ending of the first game. Really, I thought it was only in the ending you have to unlock. I didn't. I didn't there was a secret ending. I don't know about it. There's like I a hidden cutscene at the end of Kingdom oh, no. Hearts One you have to unlock. John, these games always have secret endings. Yeah, there's no way. Well, it wasn't in that one. There's no way he didn't well, show up in the one that I'm watch- I watched. Kingdom. Look, man, I've okay. played. I played the first Kingdom Hearts like eighty thousand years ago. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying that, that his appearance in that game was defined by corporate like meddling, and yeah. it turned out amazing. That's cool. Like that, I think that's cool. There is a secret ending. What the fuck? Yeah, there is. You have to literally do everything. Oh, you God. know what? If I wonder if this is um, I wonder if it's a final mix thing. No. It's not. No. It was in no. the original. Like they like this. I remember this very. Oh no, yeah, it's in the original. The Roxas is in it. Yeah, it's Holy just shit. like a it's like a big four minute fighting trailer, really. Oh. Weird. Okay. I have no idea. All right. Okay. So I... as back to Disney Infinity. That right was playing. No, this this went too way too long. I'm done with Starlink. Okay, oh, okay. what you been up to? What have I been up to? Y'all remember like when we were here last time and I was like, man, survival horror games are cool. I'm sure mm-hmm. I played a lot of them. I played that Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah. And then I played that, that Resident Evil 1 remake. And then I played remake. that Resident Evil 1 remake, and it totally blew my fucking mind at how how that... <laughs> good. Was. Man, it's still so good. I'm still thinking about that game. <laughs> awesome. It's still really good. So it's like, well, you know, we're still on the survival horror kick. Let's let's pull out the big guns. I, I pulled out... Oh, fuck. I, I pulled out Silent Hill fucking 2. <laughs> that's a big gun that is a real big gun let me tell you something Silent Hill 2 when that game came out I was all up on <clears throat> that game was kind of incredible I didn't even like the first one that much mm-hmm. and I knew that Silent Hill 2 was pretty good for what it was at the time there's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of qualifiers here <laughs> oh no yeah. oh no oh this is going to be tasty yeah it's going to be tasty here comes all mm-hmm. the hate alright because um, I, I, I freaked out about this a whole, like, lot back in, you know, like, seven yeah, years ago. Yeah, I remember. You you wrote a whole big old thing. <laughs> and then on, I abandoned it. Yeah, you like, abandoned like it. Like, everything in your life. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Wow! <laughs> Shotgun blast to the face, care of <laughs> Rhett! What Jesus. possible qualifiers could you have, though? It's, it's, not, it's a masterpiece. Um, so Silent Hill 2, you know what this is, you, you, you get a message from your dead wife, and you're like, go to Silent mm. Hill, and like, that's a cool idea, and you, you go to Silent Hill, and you have this cool opening moment where you're running through this city that's completely abandoned, and there's like, like fog everywhere, and it's just, like, it's just, it's really suffocating. Uh, it creates some really great ambiance, um, and I think it's probably still my favorite moment of the game. Is like, and the one that really sticks out to me the most is when you arrive there, and it's hard to get around the city because everything's blocked off, and you're just like, you're not really sure where you're going or how to get there. And it's even even better if you're not using the map, because the map kind of just like fills in everything and tells you where everything is blocked, so it mm-hmm. kind of like takes the tension off of that moment. So I realized early, don't do that. Just follow the streets. You'll you'll find out where you need to go. Um, and then, you know, 
you're playing it, you're doing the Silent Hill thing, and you're like, and I'm sitting there, and I'm about five hours in, I'm near the end of the game, and I'm like, oh, wait, where's the spookiness? Oh, no. I thought this game was creepy, somehow. I thought this game was supposed to be atmospheric. I was like, no, it's, it's, I'm not getting that at all anymore. At mm -hmm. all, like in the least. In fact, this game is kind of annoying, if I'm honest. Um, so I played this on. I played. The, I put it on the hardest action difficulty and the hardest logic difficulty to make the puzzles. Oh, to make the puzzles really satisfying, which they were. Right. Like they, they really did a lot with uh, making those puzzles a lot more clever. If you're playing on the harder difficulty, um, why are there enemies in these games? They don't do anything. They just kind of like walk around and. They might vibrate at you every now and again, but they're not threatening in the least. Am I missing something? Like, did, did, like did, did my PS2... Is my PS2 glitching out and the enemies aren't working? Or what's going on here? What happened? I think I remember trying the harder difficulties for 1 and 2 and then being like, this just seems like it's making twice as many enemies and it's kind of not doing it for me. It's just kind of like, I, 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 I was just like, all of these enemies are doing, all they're doing is flailing at me. I can't even get damaged enough to get the ending that I want. <laughs> like, I'm actively trying to run into these enemies on the hardest difficulty, and they're very fucking passive. It's hard to get damaged in this game. But the thing, I think, that doesn't fucking work anymore, and the reason that I just got utterly completely tired <sighs> of playing this game was that okay let's say that silent hill 2 is a game in which there are about 700 doors that you can interact with and every one of them has a prompt letting you know that if you can or cannot <laughs> interact with them since you don't usually have a map letting you know which doors are locked or which aren't until you've checked a door we now have to check about 700 doors for the same, it looks like the lock is broken and I can't use this door. <laughs> Let's say there are probably 39 doors in the game that you can actually go into. Uh, <laughs> what do you think a majority of your time in Silent Hill is spent doing? Is it jiggling doors? Rubbing up against doors and pressing the action button and listening to the game try to scare you with ambiance that actually isn't very scary anymore. I think Silent Hill 2 is kind of bad now. I don't... Oh, I have no... Like, even the story, which is what I think gets it the most points, it's like, mm -hmm. this is stupid and contrived. It's It's... Like, this isn't a surprise. Like, the, 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 the twist isn't really a twist. I've never played this game, so this is hurting me. <laughs> it's just, like... Yeah, like, I was completely deflated by my re-Silent Hill 2 experience. It's a game that I wish I would have left in my past. <sighs> because, man! And before going into it, I was so all up on and ready to love again. It's like the opposite of the Resident Evil experiences where you bounced off those games at the start mm -hmm. and then eventually loved them. Yeah, yeah, it's or this totally one you loved the opposite. The start and then fell off it. So, I think you can. I think you can still not be completely deflated, Red, and maybe to give it a look yourself. I mean, yeah. 
it's just wild hearing Polly be like, yeah, this game that people regard as like one of the best survival horrors of all time. Not that mm. good. Kind of hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. That That's kind of where I'm at now. I'm like, why is this so renowned? This is an exercise in tedium. Like, there's nothing... Like, I'm not scared. I'm not fearing for my life because none of the enemies are trying to do anything to me. They jiggle at me all weird-like. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. You might make a weird no. Oh, no, there's that baby crying sound every horror <laughs> game uses. I bet I could play this game and be scared out of my mind based on Resident <laughs> Evil 2. I, I was scared by that game before it got scary. You were scared of Resident Evil 4. <laughs> well, I mean, the... Chainsaw dude at the start is pretty on there. Okay, the Resident Evil 4 got me with like the chainsaw guy at the start and the regenerator, since I will still say fuck them. Fuck regenerators! That part is legitimately fucking terrifying. Okay, yeah, and great point brought up in the chat. Music's real good. The music in Silent Hill is and always will remain very good. Yep. Like, I'm totally on board with Silent Hill music. Like, I, I still think that's great. I think Silent Hill 2, as a game, is complete butts now. And I don't I don't get the love for it at all. And I love this game. I loved this game. And and just replaying it all these years later, it just like, wow, this is just tedious, boring nonsense. So I threw in Silent Hill 3 because <laughs> Oh you did? Because that's my favorite! <laughs> It's my favorite. It's the one I like the most. <laughs> I got halfway through checking door. I got way. I got about halfway through the game and got tired of checking every fucking door. Oh like that's God. just what the hell is that supposed to like impart on the player in that every fucking door is interactable, but only one out of every fifty-two doors actually goes somewhere. <laughs> I don't get it! Oh, your journey through survival horror stuff did, took a turn I did not see it coming. It took a turn. That, it, it was a turn so bad that it's just like, okay, I'm done. Like, I was going to buy Resident Evil Zero and play that, that remake. Or not remake. Yeah, well, it's, oh, it, well, it's an HD remake. You're, you're taking your hate of Silent Hill out on Resident Evil. Yeah, I was going to buy that. But like, and it was just Resident like, Evil oh, Zero. no. Like, Silent Hill just killed all the desire I had to play any more survival <laughs> horror shit. games for a while. <laughs> The other thing is that even back in the day, in like modern times, people don't really seem to care for Resident Evil Zero, so kind of whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's just like, like the only praise I've ever heard of that game is specifically for the HD remaster because they had the original assets this time, so it's not upscaled like Remake was. Mm -hmm. So it looks really good now. That's fine. That, that, that's cool. Because they re-rendered everything at, like, 1080. Like, I like a Resident Evil game. Like, I'm more apt to give a Resident Evil game, you know, a fair shake at this point, knowing yeah. what I know, right? Let's play 7. I have not played 7. I'm interested as hell in it, though. Yep. I'm going to try I don't own it. VR. Oh, that's good. You are going to shit your pants. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Rhett, you... Oh, my God. I need to... Like, I need to be on a call for this. Oh, no, no, I no. just want to hear you reacting. I don't need to see video. I just need to hear you <laughs> literally pooping your pants. I can't play why, this anymore. Why do you want to hear that? I can't play this anymore. I literally poop my pants. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, that's a great impression. <laughs> it I was. a big old fucking like, frown, like comical, 
cartoon frown on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like sitting here, just like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the war between Resident Evil and Silent Hill has been decided. Resident Evil's better. Than yeah, it always yeah. was. Uh, my my dominant thing thinking about Silent Hill Two is just like it was very sad, like more than being scary. Three is really scary. Two that was like, oh, this is is just sort of like this five hour of oh, oh, poop emoji. Oh. <laughs> Come on, like look, like I'm not gonna like sit here and trash the game or oh you're bad <laughs> any more than you already any more than I already have. <laughs> And I'm not going to say you're bad for liking it, but I'm thinking, have ha, have we not re-examined this game? Like, have we not no. had like? Uh, uh, I think that is one of those like. Like, is this like? Is this, yeah, it's like this is a holy grail that we've never officially kind of taken a, another critical look at and said, huh? You know, maybe that's not really all that good. You know what I think happened? Hmm. Those HD, those fucking horrible HD remasters came out on PS3, and just by virtue of the originals still existing, like yeah. But like because those were so bad, everyone got to go. Oh, it was way better originally. Yeah, I think that's definitely got something that's a to huge do with it. it. So no one actually replayed the new ver- version because it was like objectively worse. Mm-hmm. So the original got to be like this holy grail. I just linked um, in the chat like one of my favorite pieces of game crit sort of mm-hmm. ever, um, and it's actually a slightly negative piece on Silent Hill Two from when it came out. Okay. Um, comparing it with Silent Hill One, which mm. they really liked, so that's just I was I actually was interested in sharing that even when I saw you were playing the game because I was like, oh, okay. I really like this piece of crit. Hmm. I'll, have to uh, give, I'll, I'll give that a look. I'm just yeah. like I'm real interested though in like what people think. And like, no, you're not allowed to play it again with a strategy guide. No, put the guide away. Play the game as it is intended to oh. be. You go rub up against all the doors in the world and all of the non-threatening enemies that aren't there to. There, you might walk up, they might tickle you or something. I don't know. They'll, <laughs> then the game will play that crying baby sound everybody is scared of. When you when you when it was clear you were going down a, I hated this direction. I thought it was maybe going to be like the, this is. The, the man pain dead wife story. That too! And there's some real <laughs> gross stuff in there with her forgiveness of what he did. And it's just like... That didn't settle well. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't happy with that. Man. You, didn't, you hated Wolf's Rain too, it's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Wolf's Rain is garbage. <laughs> oh, whatever, oh, it's Jesus. cool. I see, I, I had to bounce back hard because I was like... I, I had such an anti-man pain art kind of tint to my life for like several years, like to the point of like, oh, Dragon Quest Five, you're a dad, so it's evil. Um, oh right, you're a dad. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I wonder where all that came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, now I'm kind of like, well, I like man pain actually. I think it's good. <laughs> I, I think John likes good. all forms of man pain. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 down. He's Metal Gear down. Solid Five, the man pain. The man. <laughs> That specific kind of like angst about masculine, very masculine suffering. Yeah. Of like, oh, my dead wife. Oh, what about what I was forced to do? Oh, God. Um, Silent Hill 2 is all that. Yeah, it's all that. It's great. 
But yeah. The horrible pain that I had to endure while my uh, wife was dying of a horrible disease. Uh, <laughs> Woe is oh me! Why is life so bad? Guys, I was so horny that I couldn't do anything about it. Because <laughs> she was dying. Wow. That's literally the the kind of that's literally the course of thought that Silent Hill 2 has. And it's a very strong emotional core, and I cried. <laughs> I didn't. I, I sat there. I just want to check this out more now. I hope, I play games to spite Polly. I've realized. You do. You actually I do. do. Yeah. Don't worry. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching something recently. I think it was kind of a retrospective on survival horror games, and they said that like Silent Hill One was really highly regarded, and Two was kind of this weird departure that people didn't like on release. But then, kind of aged into being actually well, this, this two, the classic. Well, like like love. one set, one set a story in stone, and then they don't pick that story back up again until three. Uh, so one and three are mm-hmm. connected, and two was its own thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like where that bit of sort of negativity yeah. for that game comes from when it came out. But mm-hmm. somehow, two has become kind of like. The canonized the game, greatest yeah, the survival horror game ever. It, the Far Cry Two of Silent Hill games. Yeah. I wonder how much of that was. I wonder how much of that was Yahtzee. It's a lot of him. Drum. That's definitely he really beat that drum a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch him anymore. Haven't for like five years. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. Like if I you would... are a game designer, how do you make a game that's got seven hundred doors? <laughs> <laughs> Really Wait a minute. Doors. And only 30 of them work. I think you're tweaking those numbers a little bit. Some of them are locked, and then you have to come back to them later with real keys. I'm ta- and- like, I'm including those in doors that work. Okay. I I feel like you're exactly. I, if I have to, I will count every door in that game. Oh my you god. Have to. <laughs> if I have to, I will replay that game and count every motherfuck door. <laughs> every I motherfuck think you could- door. I could probably just look up maps online and then yeah, this and then, there's got to be an easier way. Than I will count. I will count. I will count that up, and I will report back on the next podcast, and we will oh we will we'll run the numbers, and we'll see why it's real stupid. Well, is a map going to lo- list every locked door? I yes, guess it does because it X's them out in game when they can't be opened. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, good. Yeah, just it's just a whole map of X's, and then like, oh hey, <laughs> here's a line that you can go through. Are the doors that you can open really not, like, the obvious end of hallway? No, they're not! They don't Uh, always put them in the obvious place. It would be like, okay, just go to the end of the fucking hallway. That's the door. No, no, it's like the third door uh, on the left wall uh, out of a a hallway of ten doors. They need to do the Valve thing of, like, putting a flashing light pointing towards the correct one. This is the one right here. Somebody dropped a flashlight here, and it, oh, it's pointing the way forward. Hey! Left for dead. <laughs> I would have been I would have been so okay if you come on this podcast with, like, actually, Silent Hill 1 is the best. Actually, Silent Hill 3 is the best. But no, you came in here, and we're like, all of that's garbage. I, Throw it in the trash. I don't like any of it anymore. What about uh. 4? Uh, by door, okay, yeah, Zemek asks, by doors that don't work, what do I mean? They're doors that don't work. They, you go up to them, and the prompt is, the door, lo- the door lock seems damaged. I can't use it. And that's every door that you can't open in the game. If the doors weren't interactable, you know what? That might ease some of the discomfort. But the fact that it's a literal, it's basically a pixel hunt. 
where you have to test mm -hmm. every fucking door you come across because that might be the one you need to go into. So, so yeah, like, it's such... Like, that is such awful design. Who, like, who thought that was good? Whatever. Ah. Things were different in, what, 2002? I'll admit it. I, like I said, I liked these games. I liked them until I replayed them in 2019 and realized, wait a minute, oh. wait a minute. This doesn't add up at all. I washed my hands of this conversation. You should wash your hands anyways, John. You should, yeah. I yeah. wash my hands a lot for reasons. Yeah. It's because you jack off a lot. Okay. And sometimes semen gets on your fingers. From when you ejaculate. Yep. In your mouth. In my mouth. <laughs> Everyone's like, Did you hear? done with this shit. Did you hear? I said, I, that's the same reason I brush my teeth all the time. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The only Silent Hill I played is two, and I was kind of unimpressed. Thanks for the input, Zach. It's appreciated. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't mind. I got I, I got Tengu on my side. That's all that matters, right? I do all. I appreciate all spec all spectrum of opinions. That's what the Soxcast is for. We're all welcome here, no matter how wrong we are. We're a podcast of diverse opinions. Yeah, and and. They're all mostly right. Yeah. If you... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fine. It's fine. We should move on. I personally preferred Silent Hill 3 over 2. Good for you, Poncho. That's fabulous. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> hey, do y'all know in, like, time travel movies where people will make a change in the, fat, in the past and then there's, like, a wave that, like as you see things being changing and being affected in the future, like a wave that goes across the screen or the area and then suddenly things are different. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. That's what's happening in our chat right now where suddenly nobody likes Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never liked Silent I didn't hate, I kinda, I didn't hate it, but it was okay. Oh, I never, you know, it'd be difficult to go back to. These aren't aging well. It's it just changed instantly. Just whoosh. That's it. Oh, that's it. I, I have shattered memories and I haven't played it yet. So, I hear good things. I hear good things. I'll give that a go. <laughs> oh, don't, Polly, Polly Senpai, listen to me. I don't like Silent Hill either. <laughs> wow. From from. I from think maybe of... maybe I'm the one that said what needed to be said for once. <laughs> God. It just it's seems like, like wow, look at this like wellspring of you know maybe those games aren't that great. Actually, <laughs> maybe we're kind of dumb for putting them on this pedestal oh, this whole time. Wow. Holy shit. It's amazing. You're watching. the pacemaker. People are just going to yeah. are gonna follow you <laughs> into this abyss. <laughs> into this into abyss. Hell. Into this abyss of good game opinions and good game playing. The, pie, the Pied Piper Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, follow me, everyone. Let's go shoot on Silent Hill. Hey, I don't hate Silent Hill 2. It's just a chore to play. <laughs> oh, Polly, I don't... I, see, see? I don't John, like this literally started with you being like, oh, Polly's anime taste. I was like a fanboy for her anime page. I know, I was in it, so I get it. I and get now, where you're all coming from. The heel turn. Yeah. You actually changed the picture. There we go. Uh, 
I think the it's no fate turn. one might be more important to keep up. Though. Oh, it will be. It will be. I'm just sharing. Just, just fucking flash it. No fate. No fate. No fate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Thayer. Yeah. That, that's my. Uh, that is my. Uh, that is my Silent Hill two. I don't think that we can call it a hot take anymore, given how many people in chat are actually agreeing with uh. it. So, uh, what, what are you bringing oh, to the table? Uh, what else you got for us? Well, obviously, I'm bringing the most important kind of story, something about a man suffering horribly because of his love for a woman. The most important and best kind of story. No fate. Um, I saw the Heaven Steel movie in theaters. It was really fun. I was surrounded. Can you just imagine being in a, oh. being in a black in an empty in a theater full, nothing but tight moon nerds all around you. I picked in that room. theater specifically when the sex scene happens, and just they're all, they're how awesome. uncomfortable that must have been. Oh, it was fine. If how you, how, if how, like, how how grody is okay, the sex scene? Yeah, Brett. Polly's flashing it is really <laughs> killing me. Oh no! Tell us about the fate movie. Uh, <laughs> all right, I need to see it. There it is. Um, the sex is really classy. It's like perfectly nice. I think it. No, is. it's not. It's perfectly nice. You said it's to a, me, "It's all rooted in the, the story, just as trashy it is all, as it always was." Yes, they're keeping it trashy in the meat. The presentation of it is like completely, like okay. basically, it's the same story, but instead of nasupros, it's like really classy Japanese, like quiet direction like cinema project um, direction. So it like feels classy, even though the story is still really trashy, which okay. is perfect. It's like, Oh, this is the best version of this story I could have possibly asked for. Like the whole first movie is like ridiculously slow. Um, and just, it's they they keep the slow burn, miserable, slow, tortured, slow burn pacing from the VN for the movies, which is just really nice. And then at the end of the second movie, it's like, all right, we're finally, here's the awful thing happening after like two movies of buildup. And it's just like, yes, this is what I wanted. So this do you know it. how long it's going to be for movie three? Um, they both were like exactly two hours. So probably. No, I mean like, back. when is it going to come out? Cause um, spring 2020, they posted it at the 20 end. Oh, right. That's only yeah. a year away. I was like, yeah. I'm still in 2018. I was like, what do you mean? It's two years away. No, yeah, it's not that far. Okay. Uh, that's so it's I'm still excited. a bit. And then in 2024, Girls and Panzer will be done. There you go. So I think this is a perfectly good way of experiencing the story. Like I, I give it my, I give it the, the seal of approval. Okay. Uh, the only like if you see this instead of playing to the end, I think that's fine. Um, the only crit I think I would have is that they basically the first movie had a very natural endpoint they could have gone with. And they don't. So mm. the the climax of the first movie is at the beginning of the second movie, and then the first movie has no payoff. Weird. Um, but if you if you have both movies now, then you can just go into it and it's fine. Um, and it means the second movie's really good, especially. Ouch! That's a fun take in chat. Uh, Tiffany Grant was at a con that Beepner went to, and she hated working on Girls and Panzer. Aw. Aw. Wonder why. Um, so yeah, it's a really, really, they're really good adaptations. Um, 
I think that you you saw the beginning of Unlimited Blade Works, which is the the only thing they kind of need you kind of need to know is like the whole beginning with Lancer and Archer and Saber getting summoned and all that is just in a montage, so they don't yeah. Like um, there's enough tellings of that original game that like there's two TV series and the movie for the first two arcs. Yeah. It's like okay, we get it. They they yep. got summoned. And the the best change they made was that they um took the flashback to Sakura and Shiro's relationship and when it started. Um and then which is like halfway through the game and they moved it to the beginning. So like a year and a half ago. It's like it starts back one one and a half years ago and it's when they met and then how their relationship progressed and then it goes into all the fate stuff. So the first 20 minutes of the first movie is actually my favorite part cuz it's like oh <laughs> oh the calm just, before the storm. Just complete slow burn like <laughs> Nary a worm in sight. Nary a worm in sight, like Shinkai <laughs> romance. <laughs> um, sh- Shinkai romance movie. And then, oh, and then, then things start getting gnarly. Then, then Nazu shows up. It's, no, no. So wait. The, yeah. That's the movie where the first 20 minutes is nice and then nothing bad happens and cut. No, that was also, that was, um, the, that was the, the other movie. fate movie you saw also has 20 minutes of Saber, or not sh- Shiro and Sakura being sweet at the start, and then nothing bad happens. Yep, and then nothing bad. You real, you really watched a lot of fate movies. You watched three in a row on three days. All about the, the centering around Sakura suffering. It's pretty great. <laughs> That's amazing. Yup. Um, yeah, they kept they did a good job with it. They added a little bit of worm content, which I appreciated because <laughs> they didn't. The, the, the VN has, like, no CGs. Okay, that's literally to. the part where Polly has taken her headphones off. All right, whatever. I'm just telling... I'm just living true to my ideal. I'm not going to be defensive. I'm just living my bliss here. You are. God. Three in a row. After the four seasons. So, anyway, it's very good. And I'm, and I'm happy with it. And I'm happy with all of it. So whatever, Rhett, What have you been up to? Oh, oh wow, wow! He just bailed. <laughs> He's like, no, fuck what, it. Do you I'm have done. anything you want to talk about? Uh, no, John I have, said, I have nothing I can contribute, and I'm not going to sit here and shit on it. All right. That would be that would be a very mean thing to do. I may be. I may. I may not. I may not like it, but I'm not going to sit here and shit on it. We've shit on it enough, basically. That too. John's I think I'm only, the I only think thing I'm... I was going to do is if John would, was going to say, oh, it's warm and sweet and lovely, I was going to be like, I'm going to fucking have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kept they kept all the, the really gross, like the grossest moment probably in the VN was in the second, it was in the Lost Butterfly chunk, and they and it's the climax, and they keep it. Cool. It's all right there. Doesn't have anything to do with worms either. It's just awful. Okay. It's, yep. just, it's just awful in the best yep. ways. They're keeping the trash and classing it up. <laughs> no, yeah, the the work. No, the maybe it feels like kind of a small part of the. Okay, of, good. It, it feel it's always been felt like a small part. Like it's bigger in Fate Zero than John, it is in Heaven's Feel. John Fire Thought Bubble, disappointingly small. I mean, yes, that but... worm was disappointingly small. <sighs> yeah, the grossest shit is with Shinji, and he's all up in there her brother oh that's a good choice of words that, to use that was some sentence yep. mm-hmm. those are the words that just 
fell out of your mouth hole. <laughs> you said we should stop, and then we kept going, and then kept that Kept going, happened. and then there's the brick wall. We're careening toward it. Nobody's pumping <laughs> the brakes. John Thayer has his way. We have smashed through the brick wall and are all dead now. It's a great story, and I love it. Oh. <laughs> and it's a great romance, also. That's the main oh, thing. That's the main no. thing. No, no, move on, move it's, on. It's triggered Polly. It's really going to make me angry now. I'm probably extra combative because of the Silent Hill thing. <laughs> this is a Knives Out episode, isn't it? John, I can't help it. Silent Hill's not good. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. John, uh, flash forward to end of the year. John's like, my number two game of the year, Heaven's Field. My number one, Silent Hill 2. <laughs> Silent Hill, game of the year. Three years running. <laughs> Just the next three years out of spite. I guess. <laughs> The number one game is Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> That's Doki Doki Panic in Japan. Yes. Okay, is it my turn now? Yeah, it can be. I, I, I caught all this negative energy. And I okay, like, let's I let's do something positive. Just something right. positive everybody can be happy about. Something you've all been waiting for. Alright. Uh, so my next entry, this was a game. I picked it up a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And then fell off it oh. for a while. Ouch. And then I started thinking about it again, and I finally gave it a fair shot. Why'd you mm-hmm. start thinking about it again? I mean, what, what triggered that? Uh, so the game I'm talking about is called Snakebird. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and they really... So I was. it was the weirdest timing. I was thinking about this game, Snakebird, which is a puzzle game, and extremely fucking difficult. Yeah. And then, like, literally the next day... They released a game called Snakebird Primer, which was just, hey, we made it way, way, way easier. Oh, wow. Well, it seems to kind of like be the way they would have to go with it to kind of get opinions to yeah. lighten up a bit on that game a little bit. So it's like, it's Snakebird Primer is kind of doubling as like, hey, it's a version for kids because it's fucking easy. And it's also based on the name Snakebird Primer. It's like, hey, here's the tutorial levels the original game should have had, basically. Whoops. So I played through Snakebird Primer and got through it pretty quickly because it's very easy, but it teaches you some of the movement and mechanic tricks that you're just gotta know to do well in Snakebird. Gots to know! You gots to know, and I think Primer probably does suffer from a lack of kind of medium difficulty levels, Mm -hmm. because I still I played through all of it, and then I went back to Snakebird and it was still immediately like, oh my god this is still fucking fucked. (laughs) But I kept at it for longer than I originally did. And I did end up clearing like two thirds of the game. And then it just gets real fucking hard. And just these levels where I look at them and I know a lot of the tricks and I just have absolutely no way to explain the premise of Snakebird. Okay, Okay, this is a puzzle game, but what makes it a puzzle game? What do you've got? What have you got to do? So the, the objective in every level is to get to the exit. And they mix it up where sometimes you have to eat all of the fruit in the level to open up the exit. Mm -hmm. Or if there's more than one snake bird, you have to get all of them to the exit. And you move, you know that kind of the classic game snake where your tail kind of follows you behind you on, you know, cardinal directions? Yeah, classic game. Yeah. So you move like that, except with gravity. Oh. So like, yeah. So if you kind of overextend off a ledge and then try to turn around, 
and your tail goes off the ledge, you'll just fall oh. and die. Oh, oh. And there's other tricks where, like, every time you eat a fruit, you get one segment longer. Mm-hmm. And they'll put them at, like, the end of dead ends so that once you eat that fruit, then you've trapped yourself and you've got to think of a way around it. And it's just having to deal with, like, snake that snake style of movement with gravity on kind of a 2D playing field. And in some levels, you'll have to deal with controlling three or four, well, yeah, in the original game, it's only three at once, but those levels get real confusing because the trick will usually be that they won't all start at the same length. Ooh. So it's like, it's trivial to get the longer one up to the exit, but the shorter one has to, you know, piggyback. And then what do you do when, like, you've got these super narrow platforms and you're kind of using each other as platforms? Yeah. And it's just, it's a very difficult game. Yeah, and it's, it's, they start they start introducing stuff like portals, where like when you move into them in a certain way, like he'll be teleported around. God, it's a big me. brain game. Good God, it's a big brain game. Yeah, I mean, it's making me think of English Country Tune and Stephen Sausage Roll. Those I've seen a lot of comparisons games. to Stephen Sausage Roll in it. I started Stephen Sausage Roll like three times, and every time, like an hour in, I'm just like, I I can't, I. I <laughs> Yeah. I, every single one of these puzzles is impossible, and I have no idea what to do. I think Snakebird gets to that level, like, honestly, even faster than an hour. God. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's got, like, a really, like, the first level is just, like, move to the right. Mm-hmm. And then the second level, like, intentionally tricks you so that you have to learn about the undo function. And then after that, it just kind of goes. <laughs> and, like, even having played Primer and, like, having beaten a lot of it, there's one level super early on. That just has such a mean trick that I just couldn't wrap my head around for ages until I finally looked and, oh, they moved right instead of left at this one junction. And I just, I don't understand why I didn't figure that out for like, because it was like one of the levels I played a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that made me rage quit because it looks so simple. It's mm-hmm. such a simple looking level. You just got to get the bird over the damn <laughs> cliff. <laughs> That's the thing about this game. It has such an adorable style. Yeah, like and the it, style is adorable. I love it's it. It's incredible looking. And that works for Primer. But the original game is so hard. It's so hard. It sounds like this game was made by people that were too smart. Yeah. And they made it only for smart people. They weren't smart enough to dumb it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can appreciate. Yeah. They, like, like, they knew what they I were making. Though. They yeah. were making this very hard puzzle game. And like one of the meanest things in the first game is that so in both games actually you have to to complete the game there are six cloud levels mm-hmm. so like those are the ones you have to kind of move to on the map and beat to unlock the last level in the original game you reach the first cloud level like it's like star one mm-hmm. as like your fifth level and it is so ridiculous mm. so like playing through Primer and then playing through like two-thirds of Snakebird and then going back to that level and finally being able to figure out how to beat it was like so incredibly rewarding. Because it's like, you've got three birds and like a gap of like 20 spaces. It's like, you just look at it and go like, well, that's impossible. What the fuck? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's actually impossible. Like, I, it, it's a level that just defies understanding the first time you see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rainiac is in chat. He has he's better at this than me. He has beaten like all the areas and gotten to the last level. He says, "Damn, 
and like less time than I did. He's 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 the big brain. <laughs> oh crap! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, when I play a game like this, I don't really think like, oh, I wish that this was easier. It's more like, well, I'm not smart enough for this. I'll That's come back to it. I'll come back to this in five years. Maybe I'll be <laughs> galaxy brain. Then I think Primer is a good way of. I mean, it's kind of weird that they had to make a paid sequel that teaches you how to play the first game. <laughs> but there's so like the thing in the first in Primer is that each level will have like one gimmick to it, whereas a lot of the levels in the original Snakebird will have like twists upon twists, where it's like this: the one star level is like you have to do this, then this, then this, then this where it's like you don't really have an indication though that you're ever on the right path because mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's yeah, a very difficult game steven sausage troll is still really intimidating though as well oh, like it's that, terrifying yeah that one might be like the king of the hard puzzle games yeah i beat i 100 at english country tune legit and every yeah. time i even look at Steven sausage roll. I'm just terrified. I bought. I paid. I paid like thirty bucks for it, and then I was still like, "No, this is no. too much." No. I think I, I. I watched a video about like where Steven sausage roll goes, and it oh, gets. God. It's. It's a lot. Oh god. <laughs> All right. I mean, he worked on that game for like five years. Like yeah. it was. It was the. the I oldest. know people got so mad about the price though, because yep. he was like, "I'm gonna sell this game for what it's worth." Yeah, like, that is oh, yeah. Crea- that that's a creator's right. Yeah, but people got real mad because it has ugly graphics. <laughs> Where Snakebird has extremely pretty graphics and is hard, and people got mad about that too, because it looks like a baby easy game. Mm. They wanted a game that makes them feel smart instead of a game that makes them feel stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's Snakebird. I'm never going to beat it because the levels I have left are just I don't understand, and I don't think it's worthwhile. To just look up answers. No, because that, no, that doesn't teach you anything. Yeah. yeah. But I I got what I wanted from it, basically, after a couple of years. So do you mind if I throw to one more thing? Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so uh, I kind of teased earlier with how Snakebird was something, a game I played mm-hmm. from a few years ago and then came back to. Mm-hmm. So uh, this next thing I'm going to talk about, it's a series mm-hmm. that you're both familiar with. I know John was dealing with it last week i think mm-hmm. uh i watched one of the newer nanoha movies mm. oh okay cool <laughs> i watched uh nanoha the movie three reflection oh so they did a remake of the first series as the first movie mm-hmm. and then a remake of the second series as the second movie which was probably less essential because the second series was already good yeah like, yeah that was first totally th- fine Whereas the first movie is like, hey, cool, you fixed season one. Mm-hmm. And then so, I watched season one anyway. Yeah. But I started that before I, I realized y'all had watched it, so I didn't have the time to get the good take. I, I mean, the movie's kind of weird because it rushes so much through the intro. Mm. Like, it basically cuts, like, the first five episodes, or at least, like, two through five or whatever, mm-hmm. and just has Faye show up immediately. But then it expands the fate backstory. Oh shit! <laughs> it's the good it, part. Yeah. Yeah, the good part, I guess. If I you want to call it that. I guess child abuse is the good part. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all make it sound like gross. I was. 
<laughs> what isn't gross about child abuse, John Thayer? I, I mean, would want to hear your opinion on child abuse that isn't gross. Please enlighten just us. Just that I like the relationship between Fate and Nanoha and how that oh. arc progressed, and that was the good part of the story for me. Yeah, I think that series is very. I didn't mean that. The, I didn't mean the whipping scenes gross. were the good part. No. God. <laughs> God, that series is totally aware that what it's showing is gross, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, they remade the first two seasons of the show in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they looked at that third season and went, Man, that thing's mm, garbage. Nah, actually, we're going to do our own thing. So, the original third season was like, and then ten years later, they're space cops. It's so bad! And, they're, and then they're adults now, and there's a billion fucking characters. So now the new third movie is like, hey, what if it only takes place two years later and they're still little kids and there's not the whole everything. Like, the third season doesn't even take place on Earth. They're just space cops at that point. Yeah, like, it just takes such a massive jump from what those first two shows were. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so the third movie uh, story is kind of whatever. It's really just indulgent well animated action and i had a very good time that's why i was going to watch vivid strike i'd heard that it was just like a lot of fun martial arts action Uh, silliness cool yeah because there's a part like oh go ahead i i've wound up really really liking the first season like where it went just kind of emotionally so i was like oh okay yeah i really want to watch more of this yeah ace is good too yep i'm really excited for ace yeah the nanaha fate story in the first one Maybe the high point. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, I buy that. That's the high point. The first half of that sh- season is so rough, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my god, the turn. I was like, Johnny, you can't drop this. Please, please trust me. Okay. And I didn't, and it worked out. Yeah, because you messaged me like a r- right when Fate showed up, and you were like, mm, I ha- kind of hate this. <laughs> Jetstorm <laughs> thinks the third series is fine. It's. I would say fine is like maybe the highest price I would give it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the praise I'll give it. It's an anime. <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just kind of there. It's though. not Kitty Grade. Ugh. Ugh. I made you, I made you remember that pile of vomit rising up in my throat. Anyways, so like in the new movie, there's like a scene to like two thirds through the movie, they basically just stop the plot to have three big action scenes in a row nice. <laughs> where it's just, okay, it's Nanaha versus this character and it's super indulgent laser spam. And then it's fate versus this character. And it's just super indulgent melee combat. Mm-hmm. And then there's a third fight with, you know, another character. And it's just like, yes, this is actually what we're here for. This, you guys knew exactly what to make. The yeah, action scenes are still so, are so good. Huh? The movies are so lovely. I'll have to check cool. those out then because yeah. I, li- I like, I, I mean, I like Nanoha, what I saw of it. So, yeah, I like season like, one and two. I, I feel like after watching this, I do recognize now that this is kind of a guilty pleasure series. Like, it's the characters are all just kind of overly pleasant and nothing really bad happens. I mean, I, maybe there's well, the whole Well, I mean... But, yeah. <laughs> I think... Welcome to the Sox what, cast. We're the Sox cast that don't think anything's really bad about child abuse. Uh, okay, oh my that was... God. Okay, that was a... She was a very bad character. Everybody else gets befriended by Nanaha. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, even in this movie, she's like, I'm going to befriend you with this giant fucking laser. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which is the be- 
best way to befriend somebody, if we're being honest. Actually, I will say one thing I just remembered. This movie's more violent than the series has been in the past. Where like, like Ace is pretty violent. Yeah, like it escalates naturally from that. Where like one of the characters just has like a sword gun as her main weapon. <laughs> yeah, and is just That's shooting good. people. Like <gasps> she shoots a character like kind of point blank in the stomach, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like she punches Nanaha in the face. <laughs> Rhett, we gotta watch these movies. It sounds pretty great. I need to see this. Okay. Uh, I need to watch Ace, but yeah. I'll so, play. the thing about Ace is they introduce these weapons that, like, kind of act like guns, where they're, like, they've got these big magical rods, but they're kind of cocking them like shotguns. Yeah, and, really like, shit. and when they fire, like, it ejects cartridges that are, like, steaming, because they're... Yeah. It's really cool, so it's, this kind of... Yeah. This escalates that from that from that to just having like oh yeah they've all got like magical guns now they're just shooting each other yeah so movie's almost over Naha's charging this big huge fucking laser pointed at like all the bad guys cut to credits (laughs) it's a two-parter are you for real i was like you motherfuckers the and then it says oh the Part two, the fourth Nanaha movie, coming 2018. Oh. Oh. But the Blu-ray isn't out yet. Oh. So ah. there's there's no way to watch it in English yet. And gotcha. I was like, fuck! Because I was like, when I... a real bummer. Because <laughs> when I realized that they already made a fourth movie and I hadn't watched the third yet, I was like, oh, I gotta get on that. I gotta be caught up. And then now, realizing it's a two-parter, I was like, oops. <laughs> maybe should have maybe actually waited in the end. <laughs> Because I was like, yeah, the story isn't that deep, but what can they do in two hours? Yeah. And that's like, oh, oh, it's two movies. Shit. So now I have no idea where they're going to go from for the sequel. Mid laser, huh? It really seemed like it could have wrapped up like pretty quickly. And it's like, oh, the last eight minutes of the movies are the credits. Obviously, duh. (laughs) That's so good. That's real good. Not as pretty good. Even though it's kind of indulgent trash. Yeah, like, I think that it's, like, respectable indulgent trash, though. Yeah. Like, it's it's not, like, trash in the sense that we usually use, where it's, like, there's usually some kind of horny element. Mm -hmm. Like, Nanoha isn't horny, so... I... (laughs) I feel like what we consider horny isn't what John considers horny, so that word is kind of... Like, I remember watching this and being a little bit scandalized. Like, oh, they had, like, two fa- panty flashes in the first season, in the whole season. And then oh. I, didn't know, I didn't know how dark it could get. So now I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this is so innocent and nice. Yeah, John has seen the light and the darkness to know that, oh, Nanaha is super pure and there's nothing bad about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, so uh, the transformation scene in this one, though, they naked. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That's always the trope. That's always the trope. It would be so weird if they didn't show the underwear and then the underwear vanishing (laughs) and then they showed the outfit come on. Like, if they just... Everything came off at once and it was shining, flashing lights, it would be fine. Well, that's what Sailor Moon does. Yeah. yeah. If they did, like, Sailor Moon, it would be fine. But then, nope. That's, like, the only thing, though. Yeah, that's a weird trope whatever you told you pointed out today to me like hey this used to be this was a spin-off of an era gay game yeah 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 
Like, that's pretty wild considering how nice it is for the most part. For the most part. I don't know. There's a whole, like, extended universe of manga stuff that I'm not willing to say is, co- co- is like, is nice. Not, it's not horny. Yeah. Because some of the art I've seen is pretty horny, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not willing to go there with characters that are literally eight years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, thank you. So, I'm excited for that fourth movie now. I kind of wish I'd waited, <laughs> but also I I had an opportunity to play this alone and like put the sound up real loud, <laughs> like shake the house loud from these laser blasts. I was like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. That's excellent. Yeah. That's, okay. It's so. a way to enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, because I have so many anime movies that I legally acquired mm-hmm. that I haven't watched. <laughs> so maybe I'm going to plow through a few of those. Nice. Because, oh my god, I had the Steins Gate movie for like a long time, and mm-hmm. I finally only watched it because of Fate Zero. I was like, I should probably get caught up. Because mm-hmm. most... The Steins yeah. Gate movie, what is that? That's the like interstitial between zero and the original or is it just no it's it's after the original oh it's it's a thing interesting it's i would describe it as dreamlike because i saw it and then kind of forgot immediately what happened it Krisu's the main character Mm -hmm. it's a good main character she's a very good character mm mm-hmm she has to save Okabe now because he has become unstuck in time. It's weird. Oh, weird. Yeah, you do that when you travel back in time two days yeah. at a time for, you know, 500,000 times. <laughs> you might lose yeah, a little bit of your sanity doing that. Yeah. A lot of anime movies, though, that are, like, based off TV series and just kind of the whole, like, hey, here's a 90-minute side They're story that is inconsequential. Never good. They're not very good, usually, so, like... Everybody's oh, like, cow- everybody's like, Cowboy Bebop, the movie's real good. And I'm like, no, it's not. Everybody's like, Trigun, Badlands, Rumble's oh, real God. good. Tri- no, it's not. Trigun was exactly the one I was thinking of. Like, that movie is just nothing. Everybody's like, the Nadesco just- movie's good. No, wait, nobody ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's trash. I've never seen any of that series. Nadesco? Yeah, I've you never seen have, any of you it. You even have references to it in your old Flash movies, which is funny. I know. I, w- I like the character design. That's about it. Don't worry, Martian, is- Martian successor in Nadesco doesn't hold up. Not good. Uh, but it's oh. Silent Hill oh, too. And I just nice. pissed somebody off in chat. <laughs> right as Taylor said, Nadesco's good. <laughs> I still own the. I own that thin pack as well. Mm. Oh no, Nanaha crossed with PSO two recently. I've got to reinstall now. Nades, no. No, boom. I need to dress <laughs> thanks, up as Nanaha on PSO. No, you don't, Rhett. Yeah, you're right. Nobody needs to play right. PSR2. You're, you're right. I need to dress up as Fate. There you go. There you go. <laughs> she is the best character, though. There, there's one Fate that's good. The Fate in Nanoha? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, throwing it to Polly? Yo! Yeah. I'll, continue Yo. That. I'll continue that trend of Magical Girls. I can do that. I, okay. can, I can segu with the best of them. I'll do okay. that. I'll do that right now. Okay. I played okay. A, okay. We're waiting for that Segu. Yeah, I was waiting for one to come to mind too, and I just couldn't. Segu. I, Segu. <laughs> there you go. Works. Totally. Boom. There it is. We'll fix it in post. Okay. So, um, I've had a game on Steam for 
let's see. I think I it was. Uh, I think I bought it during Christmas because I think Yesh just sent me a like a a voucher or something. It was just like here's Steam money. Buy something Toho. I'm like okay, <laughs> yes sir, you got it. Oh wait, yeah you you had to buy something Toho. Yeah, that was his stipulation. You had to. <laughs> I wonder if he would know if you didn't. I would hurt his feelings. I bet. Uh oh. But I bought something Toho. So I bought something Toho. I bought Toho Luna Nights. This Ooh, was, and this has been this in uh, so nice. and this has been in uh, early access since about August of last year. Uh, they were waiting to kind of finish the last couple of uh, areas of the game before bringing it out, but I guess they needed some extra money to kind of get it across the finish line. Um, and it's one of those like runny, jumpy, explory <laughs> games. I'm not going to use the word that everybody else uses, but you know what it is. You, 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 it's a La Mulana like. It's a La Mulana like. Yeah, <laughs> the head really rolls up the tongue. That really rolls off the tongue, yeah, it really does. Just like when Red ejaculates in your mouth. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and that's like that's where you kind of kill the joke is when you bring it back when it's not even relevant. That's that's see that's how you that's how you script a podcast for anybody out there uh, taking okay. notes. Like when you when you finally beat the joke into the ground. Okay. Yeah, that that killed it. Yeah, you you kill it like that. You just bring it back when it doesn't even fit. Yeah, uh, Toho Luna Nights is a really good one of those. It's just, hey, here's a nice, compact little world. Uh, it's not too big, not too small. It's real nice and cozy. You don't even need to use the map to get through it. Like, I barely checked my map at all while playing this game. It's very similar to my experiences with Momodora Reverie Under the Moon. Uh, you play as Sakuya Izayoi, everybody's favorite knife-flinging maid. She's really cool, and she's a whole lot of fun to control. You get a shitload of really cool powers to play with. She can float. Floating's good. Magical girls do that, right? Yep. Uh, she throws lots of knives. Magical girls are known to do that, I'm sure. And they found really fun ways to work in her ability to manipulate time. Which That's a big one. You think, like, man, you give a give a game something like that, it's going to make it real fucking easy. Because you can literally just stop time or slow it down, and they they give you a lot of... Uh, a lot of time to do that with, like, you start out and you're able to have, like, I guess, 30 seconds of completely stopped time. Um, 30 seconds? That does it seem might, really it may long. Be, maybe, like, it may be closer to 20, but, yeah. yeah, like, the timer at the top of the screen doesn't, it doesn't tick down very fast, so you can keep wow. things paused for a while. Uh, they do kind of limit, like, how you can use your stop time, though, because, like, if you throw daggers while you are in stop time, that takes, like... Uh, that takes so much more away, and you can't stay in a time stasis. So, like, but, but like when you throw daggers, when the time is stopped, you can also jump on them. So you can use them as uh, platforms and shit. Cool. So that's like, so like they work that in with cool. a lot of how you have to get around and find various secrets and all that. Um, you get a lot of fun special moves uh, that are very similar to some of her attacks in the games. And, and then there's an attack where she just throws a chainsaw because that's fun. <laughs> yep. She throws a chainsaw like the, uh, like the Castlevania ax, just a big arc. And then it, oh latches, my God. And then it latches onto an enemy and it's just, <laughs> it's continually doing damage. It's great. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, she's really fun to control. Like, and just the way that, uh, the stages are built 
around the time stopping mechanics so like different objects that are different colors kind of react differently to whatever state the time is in so like there are some objects that will continue moving if time is stopped there are other objects that will only move if time is stopped and they work a lot of the platforming around that kind of thing and a lot of the obstacles like big blades and um there are certain attacks where it'll be like oh hey like this enemy fires out purple bullets but if i stop time i can reverse the trajectory of those bullets and only have to deal with mm. the yellow bullets that are falling down and then when you unfreeze time again then you can dodge through the yellow bullets so they do a lot of really fun cool things with that um the boss fights are nice and meaty they're super crunchy um good the, the, the last good. couple boss fights are just they're fucking insane they're really <laughs> really difficult um, and then they really make you have to utilize everything that is in the character's arsenal. Um, unlike a lot of these games where they kind of just like forget part of the character's arsenal <laughs> about, you know, one fifth through. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Like, it's hard to say much more about this game other than like, yo, like this is a really good one of these. Yeah. Cool. Good one of those. Exactly. Like the, 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 the sprite art is really, really smooth and pretty. Yeah, um, I think the sprite art. Do you remember when they did a Konosuba fan, fan game mm-hmm. a couple of years ago? I think that guy is involved in this somehow. Oh, yeah, I think that because I know it, that they also did a Shin Megami Tensei mock-up uh, like uh, this too, and that's sort of where this engine spawned from. Is yeah. they kind of took that engine and then like well, we're not going to make a Shin Megami Tensei fan game. We'll make a Toho fan game. Way more money in that. Yeah, because. <laughs> Yeah, Toho fan games like they're just all being sold now for money. Yeah, you can. Like, those floods leagues have been open for a couple of years. Yeah, where they're like, just all over PSO, PS4, and Switch now. Yeah, like, and really that's, nice. that's a really cool thing. Like, like, I think a lot of people look at that scene and kind of wonder, like, well, why not just make your own original thing? Which, I mean, I guess there's an argument to be made there, but at the same time, if this guy is just like, hey, you can use my license under these conditions. And, you know, you're still respectful mm-hmm. to the material. And if you have a genuine love of that material and want to make something that fits in that universe, that's a really cool fucking yeah. thing to be able to say, I have a Toho game out on Steam. That's oh, really like, fucking cool. I think that's really nice. Like, I think it gen- might be generally more respect for fan work type works is a good thing, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been it's just weird to see, though, when like. People who aren't super familiar with the series will just be like oh are, these are all toho games like they might not see the line between oh this is a fan game and like the official zune ones and, and, and i think that zune's way past caring about that i guess it's just kind of weird because he's they just announced uh two more of the official games are coming to steam next yep. month yeah yeah cool. two two of the games that i don't really care about yeah i'm like i understand as a creator that he almost certainly prefers the newer games because they're the newer games. Yeah, yeah. But I would really but like... man, I wish they just started with Scarlet Devil and worked up from there. Yeah, I, I would really love to see Imperishable Night get another shot. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And That's Subterranean like, right? Animism. Like, I think this the smartest thing would have been like to start with Scarlet Devil and like that would have hit so hard. And, and the, the thing that could be is that like he's a drunk and there, he very well <laughs> may just not have the source code anymore. I mean, that's what they said, right? Was straight up that they lost the source code for the pre Mountain of Faith games. Yeah, I Wait, think that really. That, yeah, I yeah, don't I thought think, I heard that. Yeah, <sighs> I don't think the source code exists for those anymore. That would break my heart. 
Oh, don't even... Yeah, I have all my games. And yeah, Jetstorm, Strange Journey Synchrosity is what they... Uh, it's sort of that little sort of uh, taste tester they put out before they started working on uh, Luna Nights. Um, did, did that get pulled down real soon? I don't think it got pulled. I just think that they realized that there was no way they would be able to put that out and make money on it. Yeah. I thought there was something like on the official Atlas site for like a month and then they pulled it. I might be crazy though. Um, but yeah, like Luna Nights is absolutely like, I I am absolutely kind of probably the, the one that's the most jaded on this, on this <laughs> genre. It takes a yeah. lot for me to really like one in the it's last excellent. one that I really, really liked was hollow Knight. So like, I mean, I, so I'm here a year later saying I really, really like Toho Luna Nights a lot. Like, I think that that's, a, that's a pretty big endorsement, right? Yep. Cool. And it's and it's just everyone and Saki is just great. Yeah, like really, it's a fun character to put some abilities to because yes. his powers are really neat. And and as and, usual, like the dialogue, it, it's really fun. Oh. It, 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 <laughs> I thought you were going to say nonsense. No, no, it's not nonsense at all. Like Ramelia, like gets bored. She does Very that good. a lot. That she, and then gets... she asks how many times you've eaten bread. <laughs> She gets bored and she's just like, "Hey, Sakuya, you're gonna entertain me. I made this world out of these crystals that I found, and uh, you're gonna go play in that world. And I took all your powers away. Have fun, entertain <laughs> me." That's and that's like, and then like you, you like you run into Notori, um, who is kind of like yes. the shopkeeper throughout the game, and she nice. ends up being just hilarious. Like she's got a big frog robot <laughs> she flies around in. And just kind of oh, shows up at random. It's like, hey, yo, hey, how's it going? I'm still in this story. <laughs> and, it's got, and, the year. and it's a game that's got, like, I didn't expect there to be a fun plot twist in this game. And there absolutely Ooh. is one. And I was just like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. This game's great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check this out at some point. Yeah, Luna cool. Night, Toho Luna Nights. Like, if you like games like Momodora... Reverie Under the Moonlight. You're absolutely going to like this. It's got that same kind of vibe. Like, it's it's nice. It's big enough that, hey, there's, like, a lot to explore. But it's not so big that, like, there are just useless rooms everywhere. Like, yeah. every room is kind of its own little uh, traversal puzzle to try and not get damaged and to get through and to use your powers and shit. It's, it's, it's just a really solid... Mm -hmm top to bottom there's not a lot i would complain about it with you know it's yeah, just like it does sound like it really fits in that Mobador four kind of niche yeah and and that's kind of like the style of this sort of game i'd be i'm excited about because like i don't really expect there to be to play another like massive 30 hour game one of these games is as good as hollow knight <laughs> but i can definitely see like like once a year or whatnot just sitting down yeah. with a nice four hour, five hour. Yeah, like I, I, uh, I 100% of this one willingly on my own. Uh, and it nice. only took like 10 hours. Cool. Okay. And that was finding everything. It was even a mechanic that was there that I didn't realize was a thing until <laughs> I accidentally did it. And it was like, and it doesn't even unlock anything. I was just like, and now I'm going to go do it because I have enough fun moving around and playing as this character because it feels good. Cool. So would you say it's a little bit bigger than Momodor 4? I think they're really comparable uh, okay. size-wise. Cool. Cool. But yeah, 
Toho Luna Nights. Go play it if you get the chance. It's really not that expensive. It's not that bad of an investment. Like, I think mm. you'll have... Uh, you'll definitely have enough fun to warrant the price uh, without having to wait on it uh, for a sale or anything. Cool. But if you haven't, also play Hollow Knight. Yeah, but if you haven't, also <laughs> play Hollow Knight because Hollow Knight is real effing good. Mm-hmm. Just a bit more of an investment. It and like, like with, with, with the sequel coming out sometime, we don't know when, and the, the sequel's going to star our girl Hornet. Ah, uh, It's so good. Yep. John is very horny for playing as Hornet. I, I am too, and I hate bees. Because bees can kill me. But her mom's a spider. Her mom is a spider, but she's a hornet. <laughs> weird for what a very weird family tree they have. <laughs> hornet on Maine. Hornet on Maine! <laughs> there you go. Beepner saving the podcast again. Why didn't we just have him on? <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my recommendation for this episode. Don't play Silent Hill. <sighs> play Toho Luna Nights instead. That's pretty. I can vibe with that. John! Yeah? What else have you been up to? Uh, Mostly just by playing a shit ton of Ease 8. Oh, hey, that's a good good video game. Yup. It's real good. Like, it it also feels kind of like that genre which will not be named. Yeah. uh, A lot more so than, like, Ease 6. Because it has this big old map, and you can fill it in, and you can have collectible stuff, like, marked on the map. Um, yep. So it feels it feels more familiar to a lot of like contemporary design that kind of like indie games mainly, um, but like it's smart about it in how it's in how dense it is because it's not overwhelming where there's just so much stuff that you don't feel like it's worth doing anything. Yeah, like, like when it, you look like like when I first saw East Eight's map and how it was playing itself and how it was putting icons everywhere, I was worried mm-hmm. at first. But mm-hmm. it's a game that kind of just funnels you through that world in a natural way where you don't really feel like you're doing busy work of going back and filling in blocks or picking or ticking off boxes or anything because they kind of always tie it together in some seamless way that feels natural that, like, I was going to go explore that anyway. Mm-hmm. Everything feels tied to the scenario of, you know, being stranded on a desert island in really organic ways. Yeah. Um, and they're constantly doling out like character beats and little bits of story um, without it being without like feeling like it's interrupting the play either. But just that it doesn't just feel like you're filling in a map. It feels like you're experiencing the story in this world. Yeah, and all you're the uncovering. Yeah, you, like this world is fascinating. Like it's mm-hmm. got its own. Oh, it's bit, really interesting. It's got its own intrigue to it. So it is fun to, like, anytime I, you, you end up being able to get into a new area, you're getting closer and closer to these things you can see off in the distance. And, like, mm. like that mystery is getting closer and closer, and it just mm. keeps building to those moments. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm, like, I just got over the mountain. So nice. I'm halfway, I think. Um, just based on, they, they give a big percentage, like, this is how much of the whole game you filled in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I kind of like hate I know. that stuff, but uh, I like it. I don't really like it that much for the most yeah. part in other things, but like just the way this game plays itself. Like, like you're it, you're charting the island basically, yeah. So uh, it, it, it kind of makes, makes sense. sense. Like it's it makes sense that you would be kind of filling in this map as you go. Like it, like you don't just go into an area and then boom, there's the map. You're filling it in as you go. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's tied into the story. It's tied. To, you're looking for castaways. That's why you're exploring. You're trying to help solve the mystery so you can get off the island. Um, so it all feels very like thoughtful. Just like the the main tra- the main um, Falcom adjective, I think for me is just considered. Yeah, everything just feels very thought out yeah. and together. There's not really like stray stray systems, stray ideas, stray characters that don't really add anything. Um, so even though like part of me sort of prefers like the E6, it's a smaller map, but you don't have any details on the map, so you have to keep it all in your head. Um, and then like if you if there are any treasure chests, it's always going to be something really important, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to you know it's some, it's some crafting stuff. Um, but like. I, I mentioned this earlier to you. That was like, there's. I still have two more of those games in the E6 style to play. So it's like, okay, I can. Yeah. I've got plenty of that, so I can also enjoy this instead because this isn't worse. It's just different. Yeah. Like this is. These are two complementary styles of, of ease. Um, and mean, I'm there's also deeply enjoying both of them. You've got Oath and Zero in the E6 style, and then you've got Seven and Salsetta in the Seven style. Yep. Yep. Like. There's a lot and of these games. So you've, you've got a lot, a lot of, of that East that you really enjoy. That it's there, so it's like, this isn't going yeah. to really color those expectations. Like, this is just something... Like, this is the evolution of where those games have led. And, yeah. Yeah. and like, having played those games before 8, like, 8 is just, like, this huge kind of... Like, this is a dramatic, huge realization of everything it feels like they've been building to mm-hmm. for years. Because mm-hmm. it feels like because the scenario is just so much kind of richer and deeper, yeah, than they could do in the older games because they were much shorter. Like I'm 15 hours in and I'm about halfway through, as opposed to 10 hours being oh I finished the game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, seven it, is pretty long. Seven is like at least twice as long. Yeah, as six. seven yeah. took me like 25 hours or so. Mm-hmm. So they got longer. So they've been they've been changing it up, and I pre- and yeah, I'm excited to sample like each. Each era. John is absolutely not committing to beating these games. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to enjoy. He's looking to go balls deep into this series, like Rhett in people's mouths. Yeah. He wants to put just a tip into each one of them. <laughs> um, How about that so yeah. combat, John? It feels great, huh? Man, it's like love, it, you have a parry system. It feels great. Yeah, I love parrying enemy. I love watching anime animations, and then if I tap the the parry button in the right part of the animation, then I can I'm invincible and I can attack them a bunch. And you get and you get nice. rewarded with a like a really nice, cool like slowdown effect and sound effect yep. when it happens. You get uh, critical damage guaranteed every yep. time you do it, and then you can like do a dodge roll immediately afterward, and you get a double bonus. So it's just like man. <laughs> It's so good doing a flash move and a flash do- and, a, and a flash guard, like yep. within frames of one another, feels so good. Yeah, it's it feels better that like than Breath of the Wild did for me because it's not as laborious about it. Where you, like Breath of the Wild, it just goes on so long. I think mm-hmm. of the slashing afterwards, so this feels a little bit tighter and more fun, and you have more choices of what you can do after you're initiating the flash guard. Yeah, like you could just immediately uh-huh. switch to another character if you want. And yep, just, and just like go absolute crazy. Is there any character that you have like more fun playing with than others, or do you think that they're all good? Because I felt like 
everybody was great, and Donna is fantastic. <laughs> I've only I've only played a little bit of Donna just because of the how the just have the nature of how works. she gets worked in. Yeah, yeah. But oh uh, my god, she is so fun. Yeah, I really feel that. Um, I probably like um, L- Laxia. Is it Laxia? Laxia, yeah. Laxia. She's really um, good. Those she feels nice. She, she has the she has the rapier. She just pokes very fast. Yeah. And it's like she has her skill where she just charge tackles through enemies. And it feels it's nice. really good. My my favorite skill is the one where she just stabs into an enemy. There's a pause, and then they just explode. <laughs> It's like um, it's like the super move in King of Fighters. Yeah, yeah. Where um, Leona like runs up, and then like Sayonara. Yeah, it's that good. It's that good. And it, <gasps> and even though it's like a pause in the action, they still make it feel good and and smooth. Like it yep. does it doesn't kill the pace or anything. And I think that that's the thing. Like East Eight's strength is its pace. It's so yep. well paced. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's a delicate balance because they have all the if they just let you walk around the island constantly, I think it would get a little boring. Mm -hmm. Um, If it was just like a space to explore and a map to fill in. But if they also overloaded you with cutscenes and character beats, it would start to be like, it would start to like get in the way a little bit. Yeah. So like, it's always like, I'm always excited to get into a cutscene and I'm always excited to get back to the map. Yeah. Like that's, that's just a plus. (laughs) They, they're really nailing nailing it there yeah um i love gating based on how many castaways you've rescued like that's just really cute yeah it, it makes total sense yeah yeah you're gonna um, need like 25 people to move this boulder that makes sense yep <laughs> is the one red hasn't played right yeah red yeah. hasn't played this one but i have a suspicion that when he does i think that he's going to come away from it the same way like it, that game just feels it sounds good. very good yeah. yeah it's just good i just I've committed to playing them in order. Yeah, which uh-huh. mean, I played six. I played like I played Oath. Oath one, two, fell off zero. That's the only one I don't think I'll finish. I played six, seven, and I want to play Cell Seven next because that's the seven riff. Yep. But I know Polly fell off that one too. I so I I just can't. Like I tried so hard to like Cell Seven, and I I just don't. I mean, I'm that still gonna try. Like John, I'm gonna sample. Yeah. <laughs> but I bought it on Steam like when it came out. And yeah. It's like, I gotta fucking at least try. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you playing it after eight is like one of those you can't go back. That's moments, probably maybe. what did it for me. I think is mm-hmm. that I've played and experienced how majestic this series is can be now, <laughs> oh. and it and like yeah, Salsetta doesn't feel good to me, but which is weird because I still like E7. Hmm. I think if I... Yeah, um, like in about in about six hours, like uh, Salsetta said, I had seen sixty percent of its map. Yeah, it's short. Yeah, is what gotcha. Jesrop says. Oh, well, that's kind of nice. Um, the thing, yeah, I think if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to go straight to like seven. I'm going to go back and do Oath and yeah. try Origin, and mm-hmm. then like then I can tr- get into seven with a little more more distance. Yeah, Oath is real good. That game like saved that series in the West. Yeah, yeah I, I mean. Oath was the first one I played. I, it was just way back in the day, like 2010 or something, when it came oh. out. Um, yes. But I only played like six hours, so mm. I mean that's half the game. But yeah, well, like that was the first one on Steam, right? That yeah, like yep. Oath was the one back on the map. Yeah, Oath was the one that literally kind of made me set up and take notice of the series again. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember. It's been funny watching the transition because, like, I remember 
the the narrative at the time was like, oh, these games are like really dry, boring stories, but you know the action's good, and now it's kind of morphed over time into like, oh wait, these have been these are really good. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of across the board. That's we. It's just a little hard to notice. Yeah, like. I saw a forum thread the other day just titled, Why Did No One Tell Me Ease 8 is the Best Action RPG Ever? <laughs> <laughs> I think when you play it, I, I think that you will agree that, that, like, if somebody believes that, like, that's a pretty good assessment. Because that game really yeah. is freaking, like, I've not played a game that feels, I've not played an action nice. RPG that feels that good. Nice. Uh, I've played one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> okay. The Perry and Luca feels really good. Just I'm gonna pop. get to that. I'm gonna get to that. Cool. Feels real good. Yeah, that's, I'm sitting. That's I'm why sitting I like... here. Speaking of knives, though. Yeah. I'm sitting here, t- here listening to John be like, mm, "I love parries and games." So I'm sitting here like, "You didn't like Breath of Wilds." <laughs> I, I but I learned, but I completely wrecked the parries in Breath of the Wild. Like I yeah, like I learned them at the beginning of the game, and then every fight after that was easy. <laughs> Because I knew how the parries worked, and they assumed you didn't, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like when you learn like how... They slow down time so much when, when you, you get them. When you learn how the parry system works in Dust and Elysian Tale, like, that game becomes a cakewalk. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That game's already a cakewalk. Yeah, that game's already... You have to turn that game on hardcore in order to be sufficiently... Like, even slightly challenged. Yeah. I mean, Ease 8 is also kind of a little bit easy, and I'm playing it on hard yeah, to begin like, with. It, it's a good starting difficulty uh, yeah. for that game. I'm excited to revisit this. Like, I'm trying to beat the bosses without, like, like sometimes I've, I've been about half of them without using healing items, and the other ones so are like, all right, another time. Like, with that game, like, uh, like, I always put myself on an honor system of, like, I used an item, I'm not, gonna, I, I'm not allowed to use another for 30 seconds or something like that if I have to use one or something. You know, I've always yeah, you put, gotta be something like that. Because you can easily just load up on items, you can craft a whole bunch of potions, and then yeah. go into a boss fight and kind of face roll the through it, it if you have to. Yeah. And this, but you don't want to because like it's fun to learn the patterns. The, yeah. The chapter three end boss, I learned that one and did it with no items, and it mm. felt so good. Oh, that's a real good one too. It's a real good fight. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That 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 fight is one of those I've seen it on Nightmare and was like, oh my god, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. Nightmare is the next one up from. Um, yeah. Is Nightmare the next one up? From yeah. Hard? Nightmare Inferno, then Infinity Inferno. <laughs> so there's oh Jesus there's, Christ, those names. Infinity Inferno. <laughs> yeah, Infinity Inferno is like a whole new thing, though. It's like a new game plus, but they've scaled okay. everything up to meet the level you should be at at a new game plus. Oh my god! So it's Goodness. way fucking hard. What's the what is the difference in Nightmare, and then what's the difference in Inferno? I'm pretty sure it's just stats. Okay, so Nightmare. I'd be interested and... if there's one where they just lock items on boss fights or stuff like that. Just to match the oldies. Tokyo games. Xanadu has a smart system with items where it's just like if you use an item, you're just straight up not allowed to use one for a while. That, or, that like, that's really like smart. Nice, like I would, yeah. I, like I hope that East Nine uh, takes that cue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the one kind of rub is like, oh, okay, I can kind of steamroll all these fights yeah. if I mm-hmm. didn't want to engage with them. So, but yeah, it's. Because I do, it's fun to learn all the patterns and whatnot. The boss at the top of the mountain is great. Oh, yes. Yes. It's so funny because that boss just starts off the fight pelting fireballs at you. So I, like, for the second round, I just stood there and flash-guarded every flash fireball. Flash-guarded every single one that, of them. And I did that, like, ten times in a row. And then I realized it's not going to stop until I walk up to it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> then I walked up and then it started the next phase. 
speedrunners hate that boss because it's RNG of whether he'll do that attack or not. <laughs> you, if you, makes bottles consumable on higher difficulties, right? I don't think that's so. In, that's interesting. No, I think you always keep bottles. Okay. Yeah, that seems like it'd be challenging. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. So I'm really excited about where the story goes. Um, I, I think you'll like it. It's a really sweet the story. Stuff. When, when you see dreams. how when you see the Donna stuff make its final collision with everything, it's going to be like you'll have that moment I had, and it'll be like oh, everything means something. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and they also did a thing at the end of chapter three where they just sort of raised the stakes in a way that was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, this game's got some gumption. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. There was a real um, like a move I didn't think that they would take, and then they took it. Yup. Hey, Red, Ease 8 is good. Yeah, you should play that game, Red. I'm working on it. Uh, you, I'm working on my Falcom backlog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you now? Like, no, no, no rush, Red. All right, wait, what, what do you mean, Red? What have you been up to? <laughs> okay, so for my last one, it's a game that I played a couple years ago and bounced off of. Uh-huh. And it's uh-huh. also a series you're both familiar with. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And something I play, finished last night. Oh, yeah. Because you, you guys literally watched me beat this game <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> it was far longer than two hours. It was oh, three and a half I mean, hours. The last boss itself was like two hours. Yeah, it was three and a half hours of, of fun. <sighs> the whole thing, yeah. Yep. So, I have beaten Trails in the Sky, first chapter. Nice! Nice. Excellent. How'd, how'd you come? How'd you come away from that, Rhett? It's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm being one hundred percent honest. I'm not like, yeah, super, super Gaga in love with it. But it's like this is a very good game. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I, I wasn't expecting yeah. you to be super Gaga in love with it. Okay. No, that, 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 no. I I was expecting you to like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I really where I was coming it. off of it. I was like, yeah, I like that a lot. This had this. This went further than I expected it to. It like felt more like a... They did it, more of an actual climax than I expected it to. That was my whole reaction, where like the last like six hours of that game, <laughs> I kept waiting for a shoe to drop. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just doesn't <laughs> until the very, very end. Like last ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it goes way more JRPG than I expected at the end, and then it wraps itself up really well, and then it finally drops the shoe, and there's your sequel tease. Yeah, that's a real real mean sequel tease. It's a sequel tease for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that fucking last boss, though. The last (laughs) boss was an adventure. So let's talk about the last boss adventure, Rhett. (laughs) So... How much HP does it have? Like 20,000? It, yeah, it's about 20,000. So, I fight the last boss. And then I fight the last boss. Mm-hmm. And then I fight the last, last, last boss. Yeah. And I get him down to like 2,000 HP. <laughs> so, like 90% of the way there. And Polly's like, I'll be right back. Yeah, I gotta take this call. <laughs> so, the way the combat in this works is that there's no unpredictability or randomness where you've got your little icons for the turn order similar to like the neptunia games where and then when you cast a spell it shows you exactly like where it'll come out and where that character now lands in the turn order Mm -hmm. and things like crits and like strength up bonuses will show up on this turn order 
So, and the other thing is that you have these moves that can jump the turn order. So you can kind of jump can, in there and yeah, steal a crit if you want. Yeah, you can steal turn Which bonuses. Which is real important. So I see the final boss is about to get a turn. And the turn after it is a crit. The boss gets on that turn, starts casting a spell, which then goes into the turn order as the next turn and lands on the crit. He does a spell called Annihilation that hits everybody. And because it was a crit, and I think everybody was still on full health. Like, I was doing good. Like, if this would have been a normal turn and not a crit turn, three out of four characters may have survived. Yeah, because that happened earlier in the fight. It happened fight. earlier in the fight, and the most it had done was like... It was like 2,100, I think. Yeah, but the but everybody oh, else... T- no, it was about fourteen to 1,700 apiece. Yeah. Yeah, everybody had about 2,100 HP. So three characters lived out of four, and it was fine. I healed up, you know, got everybody up. So I see that this is crit, and it does 2,800 damage to everybody. Everybody's dead instantly. Fucking wipe. Wipe. Restart the fight. <laughs> Play sloppy, die pretty quickly. Restart the fight, <laughs> play more measured, get to the last form again, or the last phase, and something goes wrong. That one, I don't remember what happened, it just went wrong so quickly. Yeah, like, the the last attempt where you finally eke out the victory... No, this, the third one. Or wait, was it the third one where it just kind of, like, went down the toilet at the end? Like, th- all of a sudden... Three characters got hit by a laser or something. Yeah, I think you forgot. You, did, you didn't earth wall when I told you to. I didn't earth wall until the four, until the final <laughs> round. Not listening to Polly and John. I was there too. Like right. the music was very loud. I wasn't super paying attention to you guys back. And it's a good thing too because John so, Fire, anyway. big dumbass okay. over here, yells out a big old spoiler just right in the middle. A big old spoiler that relates to the Unreal. end of the game, and Rhett thanked the. Good Lord doesn't fucking hear it. Oh, that's that was. I immediately said that and was like, "Oh shit! Oh no!" You fucked up. I'm good. I fucked up. I and don't like, think I would have realized it was a spoiler. And I had to no sell the fuck out of it just to be on the I, safe side. I was fighting that boss. I really wasn't paying attention. Yeah. But it was time. just like my point of view was. I heard John say this. Yeah, I and know. I'm just like, oh, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> John was trying to get me back for. <laughs> Me no selling him on a V three thing. So, anyways, fourth attempt on this boss. I'm playing defensive as fuck. Yup. I get through the first phase, and then I I figure out a, a strategy where one character is just standing next to the boss, spamming melee attacks, just inching him down. Let's. It's only one character attacking, basically. Yeah. And then Estelle's in the back, casting Earth Wall, which will block the next hit. It's just keeping people alive is her job. (laughs) Because this boss does so many big, huge attacks, blocking one attack is suddenly extremely useful, whereas a lot of other bosses, if they're whittling you down, blocking any individual one attack isn't that important. So I've got one character doing that. One character is, like, from a distance, casting that on the character up front. And then the fourth character in the back is just the healer. Like, if anybody actually gets hit... So it's like three support and one attacker. Yep. <laughs> and it's going really well. Really well. And then, completely smooth. And then something happens and the attacker dies. So I've got to move a character up so they can revive. So that, like my defensive wall all has to move up. Yep. And we kind of get all a little bit mixed. I think there was, the an AO- there was an AoE that like pushed us a bit. So we start to lose the plot. 
Yeah, you and got pushed to, back. Yeah, like we moved up and then got pushed back, but the, so they weren't in the right positions. And then something happened, like an attack hit on the wrong moment, and nobody had the earth wall up, and all of a sudden, within like two turns... You're down to one character. <laughs> three characters die. <laughs> and the final boss... Has 100 HP out of 20,000. <laughs> but I get a character up, and she can cast a spell, and it says that that spell is going to land before the boss gets his next turn. And Polly's in my ear yelling, you should probably revive somebody. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking go for it. <laughs> and I went, and the spell did 500 damage, and I won, and it was fine. It was fine, but it was just like it was just like I didn't see. I, I wasn't paying full attention to the turn order, I, so I didn't see that she was getting that spell the next no, turn. No, I, I knew. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, she's getting it the next turn. Yes, yeah, yeah, I didn't see that because like the feed was yeah. kind of janky because we yeah, were doing it on screen share. So, but yeah, yeah, it was a like. Sir. The funny thing about this final boss is I didn't have a problem with it. I don't think I John... almost didn't. I was so close to doing it the first time. <laughs> and then I it just went the shit out of nowhere. He just, he got that crit at a real bad moment. Because <laughs> he has one attack that just, like, no matter what, one hits a character. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter if that crits, because it's already going to kill one character. This was on a crit, on an attack that kills everybody. <laughs> in all directions. Annihilation. The entire battlefield just becomes fucking flames. Yeah, it can't be impeded. You can't stop this from happening. You can't stop it. If I had had a character with an S-Craft ready, I might have been able to sneak in there if I was super quick. But it did. just, it hap- I don't think I had one ready, and it just happened so quick, and I just like... Oh, what? Yeah, it does like, the charge, it says it's preparing attack, and then it immediately gets that next turn. Yeah. So it's like, if I had done a spell to push it down onto the crit, then the attack would have come out after the crit. That was That's what was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was real fucked. So I was super careful about not letting that happen again. That's why I was keeping this, trying to hold Earth on to those S-crafts. Earth walls and... Just hold on to an S craft in case I need an emergency push. Yeah, mm-hmm. but <laughs> very dramatic final boss. Yeah, it was it was as dramatic as I feel it needed to be because like I had no problems with that final boss at all. Yeah, like after after the the okay. optional fight a little bit before that, I was like, ah, oh, okay. I was so again. I was real close to doing this on the first. Yeah, time, he was. And he just got that real shit luck. Because when I, I got that shit luck and I was like, okay, like, that doesn't count. We'll just do this again. And then I died again. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because like, I was like, it's like, it's falling apart because you're in full tilt mode. I'm, yeah, I kind of tilted on those second and third ones. Actually, that third one went so hard as yeah. well. I don't know what happened. You got so close. God, that was so funny. Had that moment in the third one where it's just like, there's one character running around trying to revi- trying to revive anybody, and it's just not working out for you. I think that was the second one, because it was one character... It happened early. Yeah, that was the second, the second one. one. The second one fell apart early on, and then you you just kind of kept with it. And then the third one fell apart late, when it was with, tragic. Yeah, I think it was third form again, or third phase again. Mm-hmm. It's just like, fucking, you gotta be kidding me. Because was... if I... If that fourth one had ended with defeat again, I might have just been like, guys, I'm doing this later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would have understood that. (laughs) If I died with it at 100 HP. (laughs) 
Oh, you know why I wouldn't have stopped? Because then you'd have to do the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you have to do everything because there's no saves between any of those fights. Mm-hmm. But I had the whole, like, do you want an easier mode? Turned off. Yeah. I was doing it. Retry was doing offset. It. Retry offsets for babies. Yep. Yeah. Just the story, please. Just the story, please. The fights are so good, though. Oh, yeah. It's got pretty good by the end. The, yeah. the, the fights, like, they basically pick up where that game leaves off. Yeah, I've heard you... second chapter is way harder. Oh, God, that game. Woo! It puts some doozies on you, let me tell you. That's why I'm not playing them on the harder difficulties. Because I read yeah. that the harder difficulties are just like, oh, yeah, like, it's just multipliers, basically. Yeah, it's just multipliers. I've, I've watched some yeah. people play them, and it's like, yeah, like, it does involve like extra planning and extra strategy but it's still a numbers game and the numbers yeah. are way out of your favor <laughs> great like I, I i enjoyed all three of those games on normal difficulty and i played cold steel uh i played cold steel one on normal and it was kind of boring mm-hmm. um yeah. and then i played cold steel two on hard and it was a way more uh enjoyable experience so yeah oh, cold steel i would the... say I play on hard what okay. about Crossbell. Crossbell I played on normal, and it was very difficult. Oh. <laughs> Weird. So oh, yeah. Crossbow games do not fuck around. Like, they're just so like... like they over... Yeah. Like, you know these games, you know how they work, we are not pulling yeah. punches. Yeah. Sounds like huh. maybe they wanted Cold Steel to be more accessible to jump in in yeah, some ways. It, yeah. It's immediately a New more... Engine appealing game given that it's got higher graphical fidelity like they like they clearly wanted that game to kind of pull more people in so mm. yeah i get it it makes sense it's the same yeah, it's the it same reason like... that like east and tokyo xanadu uh, are both very like their normal mode is very easy and unrewarding yeah it sounds like they <laughs> overcorrected a bit perhaps but like they're Some basically falcom hard is normal now mm-hmm Oh, I thought it was like Falcom Hard is hard now instead of normal. Well, oh, wait, yeah. Falcom Normal is hard. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I think we got mixed, Got we worded up our mixed. Yeah, we worded up our mixed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I put second chapter on my wish list a couple days ago, and I was like, okay, I'll get to this when it's on sale. And then like an hour before I beat this game, it went on sale. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's perfect timing. I was yep. like that. That's that's fate. Yep. yep. That's the only fate. Yeah. I actually meant to buy it earlier. I took. I want to grab a Steam gift card. Cool. I might do. I might literally go to Walmart right now to get a gift card. In. Yeah. I don't know when that sale ends. It might be tomorrow. No, it, it. No, it's a. It looked like a week long sale, okay. so I'm not like Good. pushed. But I literally meant to do that buy, earlier. Um, can you not buy online? I mean, listen. I got cash money, and I literally don't do anything with it. I was like, oh, I can turn this $20 into 20 Steam dollars. <laughs> I, I I got money, and it's like, I haven't used physical cash in like a year. What the oh, fuck is- you have actual cash. You're like, well, yeah. I was like, what can I do with the $20 bill? Oh, I could buy a Steam gift card. There you go. There you go. That's taking money and making it something useful. <laughs> Cool. So I will, I will definitely get the second chapter before the end of the year. I don't know about third yet. It depends yeah. how I feel. We need to keep it staggered. So I'll have you know no the top no I <laughs> and then I think it would be real funny if I got to third before you. That would be real hilarious. That would be pretty funny. 
I don't think either, either, I don't either think way. I don't kind of stagger it. I don't think there's any bre- any problem with a break between one and two nah. either, because like you know the beat that you ended on. When you start yeah. SC, it's gonna all wash over you again. Don't worry. Mm. Yeah, I started second chapter like six months later, and it was it was fresh. Yeah, it still felt fresh. The wounds. I don't feel like burnt out though, which is yeah. surprising. I kind of thought I'd be like, okay, I'm good now. Mm-hmm. I, do, I don't feel good right now. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, in a lot of ways, that can be interpreted. I get you. I get you. Oh. Because now, well, I almost said something real stupid. Oh, nope, don't. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that, Rhett. We don't say stupid things on this podcast. Yeah. Ever. SE no, is definitely I, longer, like significantly longer. So that's just something to keep in okay. mind. When you're, stupid when as in massive it. spoiler. Yeah, don't do idea. that. Don't do that. Okay. I can't live beep you. We're not on a tape delay. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think my FC ch- time was like 40 hours, and then SE was close to around 60. Yeah, so it's, it, it, it's it's a little more beefy. Mm. My FC time is super long because, one, it, I played the prologue twice. <laughs> and then, two, because I like to tab away from games a lot. So and and you engaged with a lot of the side content too. So. I did every so, side quest I could. I think I missed two overall. So if you do, Damn, like, if you're doing right. that in SC, like you're you're gonna be living, you're gonna be living in liberal for a while. Yep. Okay. So there's, I was kind of disappointed. There's like none in the last chapter in this one. There's like two monsters to report that you killed. Yeah. Mm. I like those sewer dungeons though. They were like the big. They're just like big mazes uh, that kind of keep in your head. I was like, oh, this is a fun like gimmicky side thing and then they force you to go through one of them yeah and i was like oh well there's good oh my stuff God, down that there though map though that map was so confusing to read to figure out where you start. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. So I didn't figure out where the fuck I was on that thing until I found the thing you're looking for. I just <laughs> wrote the map out on paper when I was going yeah. through it because I was like, fuck it, I can't keep track of this. So I just, like, draw, like, you know, yeah. vague shapes that resemble the room I'm in and then what my <laughs> exit was, and that's how I mapped out the sewers. Cool. Because they let you look at that weird map they give you by pressing, you know, whatever button you have map on. But, like, they're like, okay, go to this point. And I'm just like, I'm just going to walk around mashing X and then I fi- until I find it. And that, that actually worked. That'll work. And then yeah, I... once I once I was there, I was like, oh, now I know where I am on this map. Jesus. So I got <laughs> through the rest super easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last thing is a nightmare maze. It's a nightmare maze, but it's manageable because it's, it's yeah. full of a lot of dead ends and, like, the path you need to go is pretty obvious. There, there are bottlenecks where it's like, okay... Yeah. And they very, intentionally, they very intentionally want you to go in those areas because you basically get all of the, each character's best weapon in there anyway. So. Well, speaking of that, you know why that final boss was so hard for me? I didn't get Joshua's final weapon. Oh! <laughs> so... But I kind of did that on purpose. I'm like, okay, let's go anyways. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, having his final weapon there would have probably given you a couple, yeah. extra, couple extra hundred points of damage would have helped. Because, yeah, if if he did, like, 200 more on his S-Craft, that would have made a big yeah. difference. Because <laughs> I had him geared for all attack, but then Estelle got her final weapon, so she was stronger. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have the good S-Craft. Mm, nope. No, she she doesn't have that one. That one's a real good one. It's it's game break. It's yeah. not game breaking, but it's game. Re- it becomes reliant. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's like it's kind of like a really good option if you want to go that way. Mm-hmm. 
It's very good. Yeah. It's really funny on the boost mode where it's just like super, super quick. Like, (laughs) (laughs) everything's gone. It disappeared very quickly. It's ridiculous when you get into some fights and it's just like, oh, here's the win button. Oh, eight enemies dead. (laughs) (laughs) Go into every chest fight with 200 CP. See, I, ah, I didn't know it had to be 200. Ah, uh, yeah, it's got to be That really would have changed my tactics. Yeah. So I would just pop it off at like 143 and be like, oh, I'm getting 43 whatever more damage. See, like, mm-hmm. I rarely ever had the opportunity to use 200s, though, because I use my crafts. I use them a lot. Yep. Yeah, I was, I was using the regular crafts, I used crafts all the time. Or in that last fight than I did in the entire rest of the game. Like, That's crazy. Combined. That's so crazy. I literally hadn't looked at one of the characters' crafts. I know, like, one of them was just like, wow, I was missing out on that ability for a while. That would have been useful. Well, I didn't know about the heal until the last dungeon. I didn't know about the other characters, like, period, until the last fight. Yeah, man. If a craft's got an impede on it, like, it's guaranteed oh. impede. I don't think it would was working on that final boss. Well, crafts oh, can't craft. be craft can't be impeded. Arts can. Oh. Okay. Wait, That's why it's got a C got, and then an A. They like like whatever the character's casting. If it's a C, it's a craft and you can't impede it. Oh. oh. So annihilation would be a craft. Yeah, you can't impede that. You can't impede annihilation. Yeah, okay. That's why it wasn't working. Yeah. This this game has systems that me and John still don't fully understand. Oh my god. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I You'll get I it. Understand they, the push, they push them to their limit. Yeah. Like, third especially pushes that game to Good. its limits. Like, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Normal. I'm excited for more hard bosses. Oh, you'll get them. You'll get them. I got Good. lots of them. So, is that a podcast? That sounds so. like that is a podcast to me. I want to thank everybody for coming out, spending their Sunday evening, afternoon with us. Y'all have been lovely as always. Thank you, Tinker Gemini, for the bits. They're always appreciated. You are a lovely human being. Um, John Fire, where yeah. can our fellow netizens find you? Faraway.times.itch.io. And Rhett, where can our good pals find you? Uh, inconsequentialexistence.com. Still not updated. Not updated. Yay! Still don't feel like doing that this week. Yeah, you 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 deserve some time off. You've been working hard. <laughs> You've been working hard. And you can find me on my dumb website. You know where it's at. Remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you. <laughs>